This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. The lights are off, everything is quiet, you're ready to sleep, but your racing thoughts are keeping you awake. Sound familiar? If your thoughts won't give you a rest, it might be time to talk through them in therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com allies to give it a try. Hello, welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth coming to you from Los Angeles, California. This week I am joined by Isla Hink. Hi. Michael Huber. Hello. Michael Damiani. Team Bowser. Oh. You were on Team Bowser. Did you win? I don't know. Team Bowser won. I was on Team. There's not a Team Bowser. Team Bowser won. Is there? Team I think Bowser the other the car was the Team computer Bowser. one. The AI then, is you know, oh, Bowser was celebrating. The, the ride, Bowser was celebrating. Was no, but on the ride there were on the ride there two cars next to each other, and the hey, other car cheered Damiani's when it said evil. Team Bowser wins. I clapped for the smokers too. So, so you could be on Team Bowser. Don said there's no way. I don't know. Maybe no, I'm there's wrong. no way to be on Team Bowser, Damiani. Then who's that other car? Maybe I was losing coins. They showed other scores. The bad guys. I was supposed to shoot the good guys. Those were your competitors on the track. <laughs> That's Team Bowser. No, Team Bowser is the AI competition. Uh-huh. But it showed their scores so and it blinked different and it team... said they won. Yeah, because our cart couldn't beat them. I hope... But they were Team Bowser then. The computer, the machine is Team Bowser and it beat us. Uh-huh. Then who Got are both it. cars? Gotcha. Yeah, who's the other car? You're always the car Team Mario. Right next to you. So there's Team Mario and Team Mario versus Team Bowser, two yes. Team Marios? The car next to you on the parallel track, you know, it's parallel tracks. Yeah. Yep. I okay. really hope someone from Universal gives us corrections. So is it an <laughs> uneasy alliance with the other car? No the other car needed. could win, but at least they beat Team Bowser? Maybe. I think it's a thing? team effort. I think it has to equal a certain amount of score with both cars. Got it. Okay. I believe you, Don, 100%. You're the professional. You from see an alternate ending where Team Bowser wins. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, making it all happen in control room. That's Don Casanova. <laughs> a lot of corrections that I had to clear up right there. All good now. We're all good. <laughs> good thing you're there. Uh, and we're we got Gabby watching everything, going. making sure we're all kept in line. There's Gabigail. Uh, friends. Gabigail. Gabigail. <laughs> Not her name. Not her name. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is back from the dead. In a very interesting way. From the undead. Yeah, is a vampire back from the dead? Aren't they undead? They're undead. Yeah. They never... It depends on the mythology. Some, yeah. Sometimes you die and then come back as a vampire. Sometimes okay. you just get turned. Got mm. it. So you never really die, die. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I would know. The, the quote-unquote Switch 2 was reportedly behind closed doors True at Gamescom. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, we went to Super Nintendo World this week, so that is why we're all loopy and tired yeah. and correcting each other before we've even done anything yet. We <laughs> started the podcast. <laughs> we're arguing with each other. It's, it's going to be a weird podcast. <laughs> we're exhausted. We can do it. It was a good time. It was a good great time. time. We're going to talk it about it. It was a great time. Uh, before we get started, though, uh, we must answer for mistakes we made in last week's episode. Don, begin corrections music, please. Boop. All right, these are weird corrections anyways. I had to, like, pick the, the most straightforward ones, but even these are kind of weird. Um, this one I'm a little unsure about. We'll roll with it. People are saying uh, that they were able to extend 
their essential PlayStation Plus essential subscriptions for several years. Uh, one person said they extended to 2027. Damn. Whoa. Another Sony claimed wins. they knew people uh, who extended through 2032. What? <laughs> hey, roll, do it. So, well, now do it's it. too late. But yeah, so yeah, there's. I think Sony the limitations we were talking about were specific to like switching tiers. Gotcha. It feels like that was one of their intents. Yeah. Maybe it was actually too. for Xbox. <laughs> well, that yeah, that all that stuff will happen to you before. Yeah. So who knows. Uh, anyways, yeah, that all had to have been done before September 6th, and now, now the prices are starting to get locked Got that in. that email today. Yep. I've already canceled. Sorry, so. yeah, canceled, dude, canceled. I've never fun. bothered going up. Yeah, I'm just, just on normal old PlayStation Plus. I'm canceling Well, yeah, but that's like $80 it. a year now. Yeah. Up from 60 yep. Yeah. 80 bucks. Oh, whatever. For no reason. Yep. Yeah, you don't really get anything. Well, a free get, game and online. You get play. those three games. Yeah, whatever. yeah but, but there needs to be an essential, essential now. Yeah, the actual essential. Or just back in the day when playing online was didn't cost money. Right. Thanks, Xbox. Uh, and this goes into the next correction, uh, which is more of an answer to Damiani's question. Oh, cool. Asking whether any first-party Sony games with online functionality yeah. are free to play on PC. Yeah, curious. Mm. I forgot about this. PlayStation actually published Predator Hunting Grounds. <laughs> Uh, so okay. they are listed as the publisher on Steam. Okay. Uh, and that game does require a PS Plus subscription to play on ah, PlayStation. That no. can be played online for free with no sub on PC. Okay. okay. So, okay, 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 good, good. It's Sorry. Free on I, PC. I jumped the gun on my You age. jumped the gun. Yeah. Okay, that's good. On news. your wild cackling. That's great. <laughs> no, that wasn't cackling. That was no, like, no. What? That's sick. All right. More, more Sony games on PC, please, so I can play yeah. them for free online. Seriously. Uh, and then Huber, you were wondering about E3's attendance compared to Gamescom's 320,000 attendees. Yeah, IGN has a page that like lists them out year by year. Great. Uh, every time, every year that E3 has been in existence, uh, and uh, so the last few years when it was public, E3 had between 66,000 and 69,000 wow. visitors nice. per year. All-time high was 70,000. Uh, which the show reached in both 1998 and 2005. Wow. And Gamescom was 300,000? 320,000. Woo! Yeah. Crazy. But E3 is the biggest My only gaming show of the year. Yeah, Gamescom is To preempt any corrections, <laughs> there's two types of attendance counting in convention spaces. Mm -hmm. There's like turnstile. Right. And then there's uniques. Well, that's, yeah, Anime Expo has turnstile. Yeah, yeah. so I'm curious how... Each did oh. it. If they're like equal, those numbers are right. they counted the same way. Just preemptive correct, preemptive tracking the, the corrections for next I week. I think Gamescom is just like people. Oh, okay. at least Warm the way that bodies. they, yeah, they uh, explained it. I mean, it definitely feels like a lot of people. Gamescom is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're saying, Com. yeah, Anime Expo is like similarly like hundreds of thousands, but like, you're saying like the turnstile, so it's like people coming in could get counted like four times for how many days it's open or whatever. Do we have so. info on Comic-Con? Because when you're in there, it feels like there are 50 Comic million people like a hundred something thousand, like 120, 150. It is a nightmare in there. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. But Gamescom's the same way on public days. Yeah. Games and it's Com. way bigger. I like how your giant cup says, all the sips. All the sips. All With the an sips. exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. Starbucks actually has a really good slogan. It's that, that first sip that first feeling. feeling, and like every time uh, I have my coffee, I'm just like when fucking I have, life. Oh when my I God, have my yes. insane sugar nectar caffeine drink in the morning, it feels good. Mm. I am addicted to strawberry acai refreshers made with water. Nice. 
Yeah, they say more than 130,000 people go to San Diego, but it. it, like, you know, in 2019, for instance, it hit 167, which is a high. But New York Comic Con was 250,000 that year. I didn't think it was bigger. What the wow. hell? Wow. I thought I San Diego that. was the biggest. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. That. That's why you got to know how they count the attendees. Yeah. It's how a, do you count the bit, attendees? Yeah. How do you count them? Bit of like a. Number yeah, one guy. Just number two. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. If you're doing the that, that's turnstile. You're yeah. just counting bodies people that walk through. in the door every yeah. day. Whereas if you're counting people that like bought a ticket, ticket registration, yeah. you know, that one person or like the same ticket. Unique yeah. scans of, of a badge and then it's like yeah. if you scan again, it doesn't count. You Biometrics. Know. Biometrics. Right. This is the longest correction. Anyways, yeah, that music's still rolling. I like that song, though. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a good song. Uh, if you have a correction, uh, leave it in the YouTube comments on either of the Uh-oh, public. wait, hold on, Blood. Gabby has another correction. Oh. Uh-oh. You guys didn't see the people doing the clicker yesterday at the at the amusement park? Yeah, we saw them. Oh, That's yeah, okay. Nothing to do with what we're talking that about. That has nothing to do with what we're talking you were about. Talking, yes, you were talking about, like, attendees or whatever. But yeah, they, they, they always do that to count how many people are in a room in a ride at a certain time. But the, no, they're counting how many people are riding the whole day. Sure. They're keeping track. I think they're Total keeping riders. track of how many people they've let through to make sure they don't let too many people. Well, through. they were specifically counting the wristbands, too. But there's a whole yeah. other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, they were specifically this is different, counting wristbands. Different. Horse of a different color. I'm going to have to loop that song a couple times. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Extended cut. Let's keep vamping on this. Yeah, if you have a correction, leave it in the YouTube comments on either the public or patron version of this episode. Uh, start with the word correction so I can find it in search and leave a timestamp so I know what the heck we were talking about. End corrections music. Boop. We did it. We did it. Uh, hopefully they will do it. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 yeah. is getting a full overhaul. Development hell. Yeah. Developer <laughs> developer switch. Yeah. Complete switch. So now uh, the, the Chinese room. Yeah. Uh, makers of Dear Esther, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, and Amnesia Machine for Pigs. Yeah. Great games. Is uh, working on Bloodlines 2. They've been quietly reworking the game for the last two years. Oh, that's good. Head yeah. start. Okay, yeah. good, good, yeah. good. Yeah, so good, this was a, originally this game was supposed to come out in March 2020. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen developers say that, like, this is why you've seen all this Vampire the Masquerade stuff, because these were supposed to be the side games. Supplemental. Yeah, after the main course, but the main course didn't happen. Crazy. Um, the original developer was Hardsuit Labs. Uh, they were taken off the game, and it was indefinitely delayed in 2021. What had they done before, Blood? Do you know? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. No worries. Uh, but the Chinese room was brought in soon after that. Uh, PC Gamer said, uh, after talking with Paradox and the Chinese room, uh, that they are still uncomfortably in the dark about what happened to the previous version of the game. Whoa. That's intense. They're not talking about it. That's oh. intense. <laughs> uh, so the Chinese room obviously seems like a potentially weird pick for this because of you know the kinds of games that they've made in the past haven't necessarily been like really RPG systems heavy or, or quote-unquote gameplay heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. Even a machine for pigs is like... Yeah, more narrative Walk in a room, adventures. do some puzzles. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could definitely, like, it's weird because it's one of those picks, where, and I like the Chinese room. I love Dear Esther, and I like Everybody's Gone to Rapture, especially especially the soundtracks of both of those. Mm. Jessica Curry is, like, my favorite video game composer. She's not with the company anymore, if I am mm. correct. Um, she stepped away, yeah, I believe, bit, a, a long of, time ago. I don't know yet the full story about that, but yeah. Um, I think she just didn't feel the industry was treating her well, I guess. Um 
which hey you know probably not wrong but uh yeah it it it's having because i also love vampire the masquerade so i like both of these things i can see it i can see it yeah uh they're, the, they're specifically talking about like the the vibes and the world building and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, and that's the part I'm not worried about with Chinese room. The the vibes, the look, the walking, like that'll all be fine. It's like Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines was like revolutionary for the stuff you could do and like how crazy it got and the immersive sinness of about. it. Yeah, and like. You had you had a bunch of choices of how to do things like you can go through the sewer, you can be a weird-looking freak monster that can't be seen by humans or you break the masquerade. Like mm-hmm. you can do all kinds of stuff in those and all kinds of stuff you can do is not a staple of Chinese room games. Right. So, yeah. that's and, the part I'm like, hmm. The the PC gamer writer um he even said uh, that like one of their favorite games of all time, you know. So, like, this is the right person to be doing this interview. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but they had hired uh, who knows how many people they've hired. But the creative director is Alex Skidmore, uh, who previously worked uh, on the Fable series. Oh. Which has a lot of that kind a of stuff. A lot of things you can do. Yeah. Uh, as well as Gears Tactics, which is okay. kind of an interesting hmm. uh, random random pull there. Uh, the game is still set in Seattle, still using a lot of the art and uh, level design, um, but a lot of the rest of it is being uh, completely overhauled. Level design, that's interesting. Level that skill is trees interesting. and all of that kind of thing. Very interesting uh, note. Are all being redone. So new, that means they didn't like... New code base, The new writing or the gameplay, or yeah. Yeah. Um, and a new protagonist. Huh. Uh, because partly because they didn't want to do the same thing. As the first bloodlines, so they're saying originally. Wait, main... you don't create a character? Uh, yes, no. So here's the thing. So they what? say originally the main character was going to be a thin blood vampire, similar to the first game. It's going to be like your first day as a vampire and learning all of this stuff, right. right? Now they're going with an elder vampire who is awakened after it seems like hundreds Marcus. of years of torpor or whatever. Yo, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if you'll have to, because coming out of torpor, like if you are like, that's how they explain not explain having not powers. having powers, because yeah. like elder vampires are like gods, yeah, basically. In, well, and they talked about Masquerade. that. There's been like a culling and all of this stuff going on to where like a lot of a lot of the older vampires, you know, have been wiped out or, or gone into hiding and stuff. That's crazy. Um, and uh, and they also specified that, like, yeah, in the mythos, like, to be considered an elder vampire, you have to be at least, like, 300 years yeah. old. Yeah, So. Yeah, and, like, usually, like, once you're that old, you become the prince or whatever of your area. Like, you're, you're respected and feared and powerful. So, yeah, to... Either everyone you're up against is very powerful, or yeah, they explain it with like you're gaining your old, you're you're getting your groove back, yeah. But like that's a little funny because I, the the whole fun in Vampire is like I hope I mean I assume that you'll still be able to pick your like clan you're, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's huge. I think like they show different powers they, being they used in the trailer. They did talk about so. some of that, about that, but I. Th- yeah. Maybe you start as an elder vampire in the beginning and then play a two or three hour tutorial and then you pick your faction or something. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but that would make the most They did sense. talk about them having, it is a, like a defined character. Oh. So it's like, it's. but they talked about having a balance between having mm-hmm. that divine character and then like allowing the player to like yeah. shape who they are. Like, um, yeah, yeah. 
what the uh, that one of the examples they refer to is like the is it the dark urge in Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Like okay. Kind of like that. Okay. Kind of a thing that they're going for, or, or huh. you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like like Geralt in the Witcher games, where it's like you make a lot of choices, but Geralt is still ultimately yeah, Geralt, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you you decide how you're going to deal with the situations and and all nice. of that. So, um, and then the release date is is targeted to be next fall now. So. Yeah, that's optimistic. That's pretty hopeful. <laughs> optimistic, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been in development for what, like, yeah. seven years or whatever, eight hundred yeah. years, like three or so, three and a half by the time it actually comes out here from Chinese room. And yeah. if they're starting with like, if the previous people made the layout of Seattle and they're keeping a lot of that, like, that's a good, you know, eight months yeah. of stuff. You're not, you know, starting over from. So yeah, they still say it's set around Christmas time, but mm-hmm. now they're like, mm-hmm. there's like a historic blizzard or something that's happening. They've that's cool. Max that Payne. Oh, yeah. Blizzard. Like, I am cautiously ap- optimistic about this. The The predefined character thing is interesting to me. It's not like a fully red flag for me. I mean, I guess I hope you can still, like, customize some stuff, like gender and, like... Not selecting your clan would be kind of weird, but... I guess if they're doing a specific story thing, like if you're a Bruja or something, or a Malkavian, and that's the story, then sure. I don't know. Could be sick. And and actually, that might make it a little more specific, too. I don't know. I hope it's good. Yeah. And I hope it plays well. You know, like, we did see a little bit of gameplay. Yeah. There, and it seems to be like a lot of like fast melee combat. They're yeah. doing some kind of blood magic or whatever, too. Yeah, like, thaumaturgy. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it kind of, Huber, like, yeah, what did you think of that? It gave me, like, a little bit of, like, Ghostwire vibes or something. Yeah, it kind of looked fine, but, you know, like I was saying, I want to see that, like, RPG stuff. Yeah. I want to yeah. be immersed. I want my, I want, like, a cool character story that I can kind of, you know, meddle with. So, things. yeah, cautiously optimistic with how long this has taken, but the optimistic part of me is because Chinese Room is really solid. You know, I like all three of those games a lot, and... Like yeah. Machine for Pigs is not my favorite amnesia game, but when it was over, I was like, that was a cool game. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. Like like I feel like with the Chinese room, like you're guaranteed like a seven as a floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At a minimum. Right. Yeah. I, I think. Like yes. given their track record thus. So far, fair. So fair. Know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and it does sound yeah. like everybody involved like wants to do right by this this yeah. franchise. And hey, look what happened to um Dead Island 2 after all that time. Right. It's a solid game. Yeah. So and I mean, yeah, like you were saying, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, the TTRPG, like notwithstanding, like is a beloved game and all that. So like, yeah, everyone working on this is probably big fans and thrilled to be there. Personally, I'm hoping just that they keep with um, series tradition and when this game comes out, it has astronomical load times. <laughs> <laughs> They're like f- hyping up how long yeah, the loads yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> like just waiting for Seattle to load. <laughs> like, it was like that back in the day with, with Bloodlines 1. It was insane. Probably not that bad, but it was bad. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I, you know, I'm not even that in. Like I haven't dived that deep into Vampire, you know, but it's, you know, there's a one of those games that came out last year that I played a little bit of. It's like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, Blood Hunt, that one? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I forget which... What the Swan Song? My yeah, name is Swan Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it yeah. was a more narrative that RPG one. Yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, Bloodhound was sick, too. Yeah. 
It's D and D for goth girls. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> what vampire is. So we'll see. Um, next up, two DLC or not DLC? <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of stories game. this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Final Fantasy 16 uh, yes. announced two big story DLCs. So awesome. Uh, and then <laughs> Zelda announced that they probably won't do any DLCs. Bruh. So we'll Wait, get there's in. a probably in there? Huh? I thought it was a sure thing. I thought they said we're not it doing it. Uh, we'll get to the quote. Okay, it's okay, weird. Okay, it, the okay. way it's worded mm-hmm. is really like hedging their bets either way, even <laughs> oh, though it okay. sounds like they won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we, depending on like where this goes, we may get into spoiler territory, so we'll try to give you a heads up. But no there's, there's always Don't spoil I'm Zelda! There's timestamps down there or whatever. I'm not spoiling anything for 16. And I haven't finished it. If it gets hot, timestamps in the yeah. in descriptions. Yeah. What about for us in the room? I'm not spoiling I'm not, anything. I mean, I'm not, I haven't beaten uh, either one of these games. Okay, so. all right. Well, anyways. You know, we're not talking about DLC in Zelda, so it's like. Right, we're yeah. fine. That's like, true. Yeah, I don't like, care if you spoil 16. Yeah. I already know how that goes. And I don't think 16's DLC is going to be spoilers because it's most likely going to be prequel or, in, yeah. or interquel stuff. Okay, like okay. during like a, they do like a downtime do part. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to be... Because even 15 the, did that. Like characters yeah. would go away and then the DLC Exactly, would be, exactly. Right. I think exactly. It, it, it's going to be like stuff either... like I mean, can we just go into it? Dive in, baby. Yeah. So yeah, so Yoshi P, uh, at the end of like the, the PAX panel they did uh, recently had a special message announcing that they had like won a free update for 16 which is this new costumes for the major characters which is kind of nice like the day after I beat it that happened I, I mean <laughs> I like, yeah no! it's not going to get you to go back and play it like I went and checked them out they're really nice looking um, and I would say only one is probably not as good as the OG one the others were really like nice upgrades um, Chills was cool. this is definitely the kind of thing you would do with Final Fantasy mode though Second oh run, yeah Oh yeah, I mean it, it's oh. uh, people are in the middle of it. Like it's a nice thing to have, um, and uh, they added two more control schemes. So now there's like six. Mm-hmm. Still not letting you completely map out. <laughs> but is- hey, they also announced the PC version is the development for the PC version has begun. begun. <laughs> has begun. It has so when begun. you get that ver- when that version comes out, you will someone <laughs> will make it so you can just remap the buttons yeah. however you want. Yeah. But the bigger news was that. Initially, they'd said like the game was content complete, but they saw like the reception, the feedback, and they're like, "We are now going to begin work on two different pieces of story-driven DLC. They will be paid DLC." But I mean, I this it's weird because like I always say like DLC needs to come out within a certain amount of time, but at the same time, I want to give them credit for this wasn't like oh. The game's out. By the way, we were also working on DLC at the same time, so like stuff you could argue could should have been yeah. in the main game. Right, it's like, right. no, we had no plans for this, but we're gonna make some for you mm-hmm. after the fact. So it's like yeah. you, 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 the core see, game uh, is and, not compromised. And it's better too because then you, they can see how like the fans respond. To exactly. certain characters maybe and it's like, oh, they really love this person. Like, right. let them play as that person exactly. in the DLC. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think yeah. I think this all goes back to their desire to like steer as hard away from the pitfalls of Final Fantasy XV as they could. So mm-hmm. it's like they wanted to yeah. make sure that the game was a self-contained story, mm-hmm. had everything in there, you know, yeah. so that you didn't feel like, oh, yeah, like I, I'm missing out on this because they wanted to sell some 
piece of it later totally. on or whatever. Totally. Yeah. Those uh, mid 2000 2010s, oh, those DLCs. Prince of Persia. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. yeah. You, Even like, Alan Wake. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. You like bank on something, and it's like the reception's like, oh, we didn't like that character. We didn't like the aspect of the story. You're like, yeah. well, that DLC is about that. So <laughs> now they can see where people are pointing to, and that's where it was like getting at. So, like, these are like not really any spoilers, but I mean, there are, there's two Some fan there favorite two, characters there, there, out there. There are. Time skips in the game, and mm-hmm. like, but one of them, like, you could easily put one of the DLCs during oh, one of those and sure, say yeah. some stuff. Sure. Obviously, it can't be like major consequential to the like narrative, but you could do something like that. You could pick some of the fa- fan favorite side characters, so like mm-hmm. mid. Like, mm, can you do anything Sid. with mid? Sid. Yeah, uh, I think Sid is Gav. a, a, Sid is a good, So Sid, good so for me, yeah. Sid, Sid I think this, one of them has to be a prequel with Sid. Like, yeah, we, let's see be. Sid's past. Has let's get more into in-depth with that. I mean, there's other characters tied to Sid's past who are in the main game as well. So we might get to see more of them and get more of their characters developed because... Dion, bro. I mean, Dion, I mean, yeah, Benedicta, yeah, I mean, Barnab- Barnabas, I like, you can get a little bit more depth on some of these characters. And you could do, like, most of them with a Sid story, because he's interacted with those guys. Yeah, yeah. and playing as him, like, he you, he plays alongside you, so he's very competent in combat. I mean, he's, like, a little bit older at the point in the yeah. in the main game, but seeing him younger, you know, he'd be, like, a little, maybe a little bit more agile. He commands, he's the dominant of lightning, so he has Ramu, so, yeah, you would have well, some of that. I that would work. So you'd have some of that gameplay mechanic yeah. in there as well. Obviously, he's not going to be Clive, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it will have some semblance where they can at least use that with a character rather than coming up with some weird story about how we still use dominant powers or do we even go in that direction. And uh, another thing they could tie into there or it could be part of the second DLC is we've had a lot of requests about where's Leviathan as a dominant. Like where's a dominant of water? Where's Leviathan? So you're talking about like deep history like hundreds of years before the story kind of Yeah, we could have something that was set like further in the past and we could get that answer. Why is Leviathan not around? Something happened in the past. Leviathan's no longer around. There is no more dominant of water or something like that and then something with Sid would be really cool too but I'd also love something that involves like Jill you know playing as Jill would be pretty cool commanding her like her Shiva powers and you know there's a long part where her backstory we we don't get to see that part of the time skip we know what happened with Clive in the first time skip we know what happened we know Jill Jill, but like seeing it but yeah but also like that's something you do if they really wanted you to play as Clive more you could do missions during the first time skip when he's part of the the oh man you got so excited when we said the name the group that he's a part of the uh, the Empire group, they're right. like the assassins or whatever. Start off yeah. The game. yeah, we yeah, like we yeah, did the yeah, de- yeah, we did the yeah, act yeah. of time lore and we read yeah. the name. Now I forget it. We need <laughs> yeah, Ben yeah. Starr. Yeah. <laughs> ben Starr, what's the name? He had all the answers, but yeah, the you, you could do something like that where he's still you know doing you know the, those types of missions and those could be your comrades because may they do something comrades. with a, a comrades. Well, may they do something with a party system. May well, they, that's they that's what I was going to say, Dominic, because. The thing I was thinking about yeah. is since one of the big complaints from a lot of people was like, oh, not my Final Fantasy. Like, it's it's action now. It's not an RPG. Do you think that one of the DLCs would change the combat style, like change to a turn-based thing I, or just completely do something I don't something think they would change like the that? turn-based, but I think with what Damiani's saying <laughs> is if there's potential. Party-like control? Yeah, if there's potential. Yes. Because you're not, so you're like, Clive is the only one that could like switch between mm-hmm. icons like yeah. that. So instead of switching between icons with one character, you switch, you switch between characters that have different icons. That yeah, would be cool. So that's yeah. why I think like 
something with Sid could involve like Benedicta, maybe like even Barnabas. Like Barnabas. It's always yeah. you, got, you got like Odin, you got Garuda, you got Ramu. Yeah. Maybe they can like have the Leviathan dominant if they want to tie it together. So you have four party, yeah. four member party there, and they each have a dominant. That'd and, be cool. And yeah, instead of like cycling shit. through them, you just go to the other character and, and take control. And they can make it as easy as like, an instant like teleport snap, so like it's not disorienting. Like the character could snap to your spot. I mean, I think yeah. it would work more like Seven Remake, right? Where you just kind of switch they characters. We could maybe do that, but I think they could also maybe just to try and preserve the current system as is. Yeah. It's just like the character like warps to you or something. I don't know how they could do it. It's like but... a tag system. It's like, hey, help me out. <laughs> switch spots. Basically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be they, nice like, if you in. could if you could if you could swap between them in their different positions. That yeah. would be kind of nice to have. But that's something they could explore. Is giving you control of multiple characters again and then building out those characters' abilities because it's not so much about customizing your dominant abilities or your icon abilities that you had with Clive. It's now about, well, they're kind of restrictive, so like maybe they need like other types of abilities to to level up. So there right. is more of like an under-the-hood RPG system going on there with either stat-based or maybe the skill tree changes to, like, you want to unlock, like, it's still a hybrid of, like, the character action moves you can unlock, but some of them are just, like, this increases your HP or this increases your, you know, your defense or something like that, and you can, like, mix and match a little bit of that. Snort some crystals and get a new power. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, you know, like, like 13. It kind of looks like that when you do that because, like, the high-pitched thing, it's like you're getting higher, higher, and then boom! (laughs) <laughs> and the flowers, the crystals explode like flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They can, I mean, it's, I, it's I, a subtext. I wonder sure. if they will just straight up present like a new like UI interface for that t- for the for the, the the skill tree this time around, or if right. they're yeah. going to use the same. Because yeah. a lot of DLC sometimes takes more risk and yeah. tries out something a little bit different. So I'd be curious to see if they. Go a little bit more. They, they take a little bit more of a risk. That's kind of what I I sort of want them, and especially since they know they're doing two, like. Maybe the Sid one just feels like you're it's mm-hmm. Clive but you're playing a Sid, whatever. And then there's one that's just weird. Where they do like some crazy other well, let's thing. Get weird. Yeah. Well that's the thing. I think, that'd I think be neat. too, if they, if we do some deep history thing. Right. That, like, but then yeah, like change the gameplay too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that'd be neat. I'm hoping they add a minigame because it was really lacking in the main game. You know? Mm-hmm. No Fort Condor, no Blitzball, no nothing. So Yeah. Yeah. Hook me up with a minigame, please. Yeah. Chocobo racing. Chocobo racing, yeah, something, something along those triple lines. Triple triad, just bring it back. Bring it back. Just do triple triad. Bring it all back. I personally hope they. So there is four triad. Four triad. Four triad. <laughs> yes. Wow. Mix them. Perfect. Triple condor. Oh. <laughs> triple <laughs> four triad. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there is a song in the first trailer. Was it Awakening? There's part one of the songs they use in it that's not in the main game, and it's on the official soundtrack. Whoa! And, oh, it, okay. and, it, and it is like not. Oh, he's yeah. it, well, there, there's the one where the, there's the one in a later trailer where they have like the lyrics are like the names of the uh, the, the the icons essentially. Right. But this is different. This is like in the first trailer. There's one part where just like when it builds up after like a. Uh, the Ifrit scene or whatever, and then it like starts getting into like all like the title cards. It's like, oh, this song is awesome and epic, and it's not in the game anywhere. So I'm hoping they use it in like as uh, a theme song for one of the DLCs because I'm like, because I was like expecting it to be in the soundtrack as like 2020 trailer or something, blah blah, right. and it's not. And I'm like, yo, where's this song? It's so good. I want to hear it again. Save it up. Yeah, it's interesting they didn't put it in the soundtrack. I don't think it's that unusual for yeah somebody to write f- for a trailer. That no, no, for sure. Yeah. 
But even like with uh, like Nintendo with Zelda, they gave us the 2017 Breath of the Wild trailer music and the official soundtrack. I was like, thank you, very nice of you. <laughs> so they even generous. did a remix of it for Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's sick. <laughs> they knew how good it was. Yo, best soundtrack of all time, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Right. I will it's say, got it all. It's, it's got cheating. it all. That's cheating. I will say for the soundtrack though. Um, there were uh, a few other composers besides Sokin who contributed to this soundtrack. Oh, of course, it's huge. Um, and they were in a feature uh, that the, they're are two younger guys um, who have been working alongside Sokin. And I'm hoping they give they get like they're kind of like to me they've been working on a few games, but like they're kind of like the like next generation, like in 10, 15 years, like they're the ones who are going to need to like step up and like have, get their own projects and leave their mark. And it would be really cool to see them maybe get like a, a, a crack at each of the DLCs, mm-hmm. like you know Definitely. maybe That's a track happened, or two uh... con- contributed by Soken, but majority done by kind of the you know the his proteges, I guess. I'm not really sure if they're his proteges, but like they have been always kind of like working alongside him in 14 and in, in 16 now. So it's like, yo, this so, is gonna be cool. It's like John Johanna suit at Tango. He started with some Evil Within DLC, right? Oh Man yeah, Evil Within Two and Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, starting with that get DLC. Their names real quick while you keep talking. Sorry. Well, speaking of the music though, uh, eleven songs from Final Fantasy 16 are going to be coming as a DLC. Dude, yes, I'm to, so uh, excited. The final bar line in November. <laughs> yes, that I s- fucking game. yeah. Uh, Taka, you will understand this <laughs> comment. Yeah. You <laughs> yourself. Well, one of the songs that's coming there is from one of these composers. Uh, God. Sorry, never Takafumi mind. Imamura is one of those composers, and they did Hide Hideaway. Um, oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, and they did like Sid's theme Who as well. Lovely, dark and deep. That's my number one song. Uh, that's Soken. Best song that's Soken. Ever. Best song ever. Best song uh, ever. Goaty yeah. song, goaty song. But I saw the list of the eleven songs, and it's like very good choices. And then uh, obviously, Titan Lost was in there. So like, who gets who? Who does the 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 prelude? Because it honestly so, has become maybe my so favorite prelude. prelude is always officially credited yeah, to Umatsu. Yeah. But this fucking arrangement is so good. So yeah, like they they have. They use it multiple times. Like yeah. they have like like yeah, you know the dramatic version, oh. but like the crystal theme when you did something happens, you know, and it's like more like like you know angelic yeah, sounding. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like they do really good <sighs> things with that, and I was very impressed. But like they always credit Uematsu for that as cool. much as possible. Cool, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's in- interesting. I saw some composers um, uh, criticizing. Uh, I don't know if it was Zelda or something else for not uh, crediting original composers. Oh. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, but g- moving on to Zelda. Oh, sorry. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's not done. Daiki Dai- uh, Ishikawa was the other one. Got it, they got did it. Uh, There's someone named Justin Frieden who's also credited on a few songs. I'm sorry. I'm not as familiar with them. So while you're doing this, I want to look them up because I, I, no, I have no idea who this person is. I was like, whoa, what? For sure. But yeah, Zelda is... Yeah, so we got a quote yeah. from an uh, interview with Famitsu, and it sounds like Tears of the Kingdom is not going to get any major DLC. Uh, but like I said earlier, they also kind of... Like, the end of this quote is weird. Um, so They're already on that Switch it, 2 it's, it's just tricky yeah. when, like, you're dealing with, like, these translated interviews like this, and there's, like... I looked through, like, three different translations uh, to try to see if I could make more sense of it. But anyways, the main quote from Onuma... Uh, we have no plans to release additional content this time, but that is because we feel like we have done all we can to create play in that world. But then later on, 
This time, the reason we decided to make a sequel to the previous game in the first place was because we thought it would be worth experiencing new ways to play in Hyrule. If such reasons arise, then we may return to the same world. Okay. <laughs> Whether it is a sequel or a new work, I think it will be a completely new way to play, so I hope you will look forward to it. So if he wakes from a fever dream coming up with some crazy new god hand thing, then be maybe like, there oh. will be a DLC. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds more like if, yeah. It will be another sequel in the same Hyrule, which seems even more bonkers. I am, yeah, I am at the point where like no more, no more of that Hyrule. Right, I cannot do another game in that Hyrule. Like, in, they need to make a new world. I don't care how long it takes. Like, please give the me a new environment. The drive for exploration was yeah. lessened for me in I, this. I one. think like adding the density, adding the, uh, the the ultra hand mechanics, and creating ultra hand. That's what yeah, we're making the the cr- creating your new constructions, the robots airships whatever you were creating and stuff like vehicles that was like what kind of saved it plus like the sky and the depths it's like yeah. all right they added a lot to this world i mean they theoretically could but i think i will personally just be unsatisfied a little right. dis- and disappointed i want to feel a complete sense of newness to everything i want it feels yeah. like a similar boat that like assassin's creed was in just like you know you have the huge Origins and Odyssey, well, and it's like, yeah, give me something a little different this time. Now, I was like, I know the general layout of Hyrule from the first game, so like, yeah. there's yeah. not a lot of like, there's still some like the cave. They added caves and stuff. So, like, some things change, and like that was new. But in terms of like getting a feel for the land, that doesn't exist. And I right. think it was purpose. Obviously, it's purposely done because they're adding so much other stuff that you need to dive into that can't be the focus anymore. So some of that like mystique of how the world looks and like what's over that hill and like the fact that you can like just so quickly in the game like go up in the sky and just like glide down to anywhere it's like you need to see everything like there is no mystery there is no mystique so I kind of want another land for them whether it's Hyrule or something else the sense of exploration was definitely different in Tears of the Kingdom than it was on a whole fresh new Hyrule yeah for sure but I think it makes sense that they're not making DLC for this this game had like insane amount of stuff in it and make your own DLC with Ultra Hand I also think like the first (laughs) game the, the DLC I mean the champ the the champions DLC because again feedback fans said they wanted more of the champions right. mm-hmm. and they were like oh yeah let, well, let's do that let's give them a, a, like a story based DLC that's around that this time around in Tears of the Kingdom you do get of the current champions you do get to spend quite a bit of time with mm-hmm. them so I think there's not really an incentive like we don't really need DLC that involves that so they kind of like check that box pretty nicely also uh, like the master mm-hmm. uh, challenges and the motorcycle and all that stuff. It felt a, I don't know, underbaked sounds too harsh, but like it didn't feel necessary. It didn't feel yeah. necessary. Yeah. yeah, and also getting getting a reward. Even the champions DLC, like I did when, it right before Tears of the Kingdom. When you've already one hundred percented it, yeah. when you get a motorcycle, you're yeah. like, cool. This would have been sick if I got it sixty percent of the way through yeah. the game. Yeah, right. yeah. But now I don't need it's, it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And now know. you can craft any kind of vehicle right. pretty you just much. Right. I mean, they have a finite distance, but like they can go pretty far. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like a lot of like the challenge aspect of the, some of the previous. DLC already is like integrated in some kind of form in the optional stuff you can do right, in Tears of the right. Kingdom. I mean, it's not just like the battle shrines, but I mean, there's a lot of like activities you can do that are like just straight up like this is a giant puzzle maze environment. And it's like, right. how do you figure this out? Or there's an area where you have to fight a lot of enemies, and it's kind of that's kind of the challenge. So they, they kind of worked it into the main quest or side quest lines at the very least. So there doesn't feel like there's a urgent need for any kind of, any kind of content that scratches that itch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
you got to be pretty dedicated to have even done everything right. <laughs> yeah. in right. that game at this point. Right. Like, it's so, yeah, there's just so much there, like you're saying, with the density of it all this time around. Exactly. To where it's like, yeah, it, 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 that's why, like, when you're saying it's like, it's, it's different the way the exploration is because it's like, in some ways it's like I agree with you, but in some ways I don't because it's just like, it's like, okay, I'd, I don't necessarily need to go to that place in a way but then I get completely lost, and so like this goes under there and around. Like, oh, it's, it's all yeah. just like plays with your head, and are like pretty good ways. You know yeah. what I would love to see though, uh, as just like a minor free uh, update for Tears of the Kingdom, is just more. Um, some people might consider this a minor spoiler. I'll I'll be vague. There's a thing you can do near Terrytown where you can spend money and and, oh, and sure, build yeah. a thing. Um, more robust. Stuff for that, I think, would be really nice, just to like make it a little more fleshed out and cozy and interactive, maybe. Sure. But I mean, like, not a big deal. And if they did do that, I would, I would want that to be free. Yeah. That or feels... like two dollars. But that's, yeah. yeah, that's one of the things too. Like some of those things that they had added as DLC in Breath of the Wild, it's like they just, they just put it in this game. You know? Yeah. Like right. The, the, the thing where it draws your, your path around the map. And all right. That. Yeah. Right. The, yeah, you don't yeah. have to pay for it this time. Hero's path. Yeah. Hero's path. Or champions, or whatever. Penta Man must pass. But the Penta Man must pass. The Penta Man. The things I'd want them to do, I'd rather just like have a brand new game around. I just don't want like an individual. Like here's a DLC where there's a new dungeon. I'm like, nah. I I want you to just make a new game and try again. I want like an Iki Island. Like take another crack at the dungeons again. Like it's not just one dungeon is gonna fix my impression of your dungeons in this game. Like you need to like. Try again, like outright. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, you can try make a really again. cool. Well, if you make try a really again. good one-off, cool, good one-off dungeon that satisfies what I want, I'm like, well, now I want a whole game about this. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Either way, it's gonna leave me like wanting, uh, like a, a brand new game yeah, about like that, a, like Bowser's Fury, yeah. Kind of thing, right? Or adding like new items, like just save that for a new right. game. Like we don't need it. Yeah, and, and I think that's where the like the the like the back and forth of this quote yeah. kind of lies. Yeah. Like. He pretty much says, you, "No, we're done. <laughs> like we've 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 exhausted everything we can do with this world. We're done. But you never know, just in case." Yeah, it's <laughs> got like an investor. Bowser's Fury kind of came out how many years later? Yeah, that's insane. Right? Yeah. But I mean, like, obviously, I think the next mainline Zelda on the Switch Two, tra la la, whatever, will obviously, I think, for sales purposes, need to be similar enough in DNA to this that the now wider audience gets what they're expecting. Oh. Like, it'll be open world, it'll be something. But what I love about these is that you don't know what to expect. Like, I didn't see Ultra Hand and all this building stuff coming at all. Oh, yeah. Like, I figured they would shake stuff up, but I didn't see them taking bombs away and all that stuff. Like, so for me, I'm just kind of thrilled to see what they do for the next one, what kooky new stuff in an, in the similar DNA, but... How wild and nuts the next one will be. I do, I, yeah, I do believe it was Anima or Fujibashi did say that, like the the system implemented in Tears of the Kingdom in terms of being able to build stuff will be oh. the focus of the next Zelda. Oh, okay. But like, and not just. I mean, they, they made it sound like it was future of Zelda, not just a single game, but okay. like that type of like freedom, you know. And they they've committed to like open air. Zelda is what they call it because they won't call it open world for whatever weird reason. Um, <laughs> but don't op- compete with yeah, open world Zelda is like here to stay. They it, made that I mean, pretty clear be, yeah. after Breath of the Wild. And until one of these games like fails to break, like I think the metric is going to, I mean, they probably have a new metric, but break like, like a switch. 
<laughs> so, I would just say like as long as they like keep continuously outselling any of the older style of Zeldas, there's like yeah. no reason to ever go back to Unless making one the sells mainline. Less than yeah. Twilight Princess, they're not yeah. doing that it's like, anymore. Yeah, I would say like yeah, if anyone does fails to break like ten million, it's like all right, maybe we we, we know there's a higher uh, like sales target we can meet. Maybe it's time to change formulas up again. I mean, there'll be a point where it's like all right, this is tired and boring. It's time for them to change the yeah. Zelda formula again. You know, but, but I mean, we're I not think quite there yet. I what feel would like be interesting though is like for they I think they could have their cake and eat it too where like if they put out not necessarily another 2D Zelda like top down Zelda or whatever but like if they did put out a smaller side story thing that was more akin to OG like Zelda dungeon experience that kind of stuff I think that that would be a really cool way for them to kind of do both yeah like, where there's like between a smaller one Link Between Worlds style yeah that was like Link Between Worlds yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, Link Between Worlds. Or Link's Awakening remake. Ten, or, yeah. The remake was? Yeah, that was a long time like ago. Like 10 issue. It was 2013 no. or 14. Link Between Worlds, the 3DS one? I meant Link's Awakening, sorry. Oh, oh Link's that's Awakening. 19. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 2019. Link Between Worlds was on 3DS. Yeah, that's Link's so Awakening. Four years ago. Yeah. But either one, either one of those are perfect examples. But no, I, I, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, a lot of people have been asking, like, could they maybe Nintendo just, like, fully control Grezzo to be like, can you just, like, you know, buy, like, out. They don't own them, right? Outright buy them and be like, you are now like a Zelda team. You will be what working on that? like classic. Uh, Grezzo did Link's Awakening. Oh, okay. And then they did uh, the Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask 3D ports. They did, they've done other original games, but they have been tied to the Zelda series for a, little, for a few yeah. years now, working on classic iterations like either remasters right. enhanced ports or, I really like that Link's yeah. Awakening so they could just Personal. keep doing that Sick. like have a team that's developed I, I mean I'd love it I mean it, it doesn't have to be Grezzo but they've definitely proven themselves but like they could just do like, hey, make an original Zelda in the style of these older yeah. ones. Like, yeah. take that template and we'll let you, like, as if they're not satisfied, like, we don't want to just be a remaster port team. Like, okay, what if we tell you right. you can make an original 3D Zelda, but it's going to be an older style, not yeah. the not the open world style. And see how, I, yeah, there's been some demand for that for sure. I think it would be smart. It's the biggest franchises. They either are GTA and, like, have a release every, like, 10 years or something, which could just be Zelda, but Zelda has a lot of other games and other releases. I think it's smarter for them to pursue something like what Call of Duty does, where they have multiple studios working on multiple iterations. Obviously, don't want to. Well, or Mario. Like the, yeah. the precedent is already set. Like it's just a given that there are three D and two D Marios. Why not do big open what are open air Zeldas oh, and so like cool. more traditional, whether or not they're top down or two D or whatever. But like. Smaller, more dungeon puzzle exactly. based Zeldas, yeah, like three D, two D Zeldas, like yeah. do the same everybody thing. wins. They yeah. sort of do with the ports if you count those, but like that's fresh the thing. New... Yeah. I mean, but they've also yeah, they've also did the crazy four swords and right, right. You know, and they had which uh, were Minish Cap and all of that. So. Yeah, just keep doing that. I guess is my point. Yeah, yeah. and it would <laughs> I think it would be very helpful because they could mix in a port every now and then because they haven't done all of them. Take yeah. in the uh, the the. Uh, do this new like classical style of Zelda and fill in this the the gap in the years between these big releases because it's going to be five six years probably between these yeah. Oh, yeah. these these types of Zeldas like Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom I don't expect the next one until like twenty twenty seven at the earliest yeah because how, how it was four between Breath of the Wild five? and this five 
Uh, six years. Six. Oh boy, six years. But like I mean, you get, we don't know how much like COVID, COVID impacted yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's safe to say, like, probably at least four, minimum Seriously. four years, three, four years. <laughs> Time is, and that crazy. was, you know, taking already existing world and like adding a lot to right, it. But right. now, if they have to make a whole brand new world as well, but if they're reusing the Ultra Hand system, like, it, it's kind of a, it's a push and pull where it's like if we're keeping all the systems. Then we don't spend the time there, and we just do a new world. Sure. So it's like, but we did think know. of that about, we, yeah. Right, now right, right, now right, we know right. better, but they could also be adding something crazy on top of but all that. But also let it so, cook. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No rush. I, I trust that team. Yeah. To make a good game. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a Thirty million copies. You know, thirty million unit seller. Like every you know five six years is like. Hopefully, it takes yeah. five years so I can catch up on my twenty twenty three backlog. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. It's gonna take five years just to get through yeah. October. Yeah. Yeah. But I do expect we'll get Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom enhanced editions for Switch 2. So oh, 100%. <laughs> do you think I don't know about do DLC, think, but yeah. I guarantee that they box them they box them as a thing, but it costs the same as just buying them individually. Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. They love seventy dollars each or yeah, hundred or hundred and forty nine ninety nine. Breath of the Wild will be seventy dollars yeah. now. It's so it. funny yeah. to me. Oh yeah. If it wasn't originally out, seventy, yeah, yeah, the 70, Switch yeah. Two version will absolutely be yeah. seventy dollars. The new four K the new eight K Switch Two version. When this happens. When they put I'm out going a, to a lock eyes with you for the same price as just buying or them both, you can, oh you can subscribe to our premium Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack service, and we'll give you a upgrade path for you. Right? That. Yeah. That's the only two ways you're going to be able to do it. Pay yeah. up this way or pay up that way. Well, no, no ten dollar path. And they'll be like, "Well, the Breath of the Wild contains the DLCs, so you're yeah, they saving will money." Definitely do that. Yeah, they'll definitely so say right. that. <laughs> Nintendo. All right, moving on, um, or maybe not moving on. Uh, <laughs> E3, shambling along here. E3, put E3. it out of its misery. Yeah. Take it out back, old yeller the son of a bitch, dude. What the hell? Yes. So we got a, a, an announcement, a, a statement today. Like, be more desperate, E3. That says <laughs> that Good uh, Lord. ESA and Reed Pop have parted ways. Good job, Reed Pop. Get the hell out of yeah, Dodge. get out. <laughs> you made it. Yeah, I mean, so, they didn't get to make it, but I mean, you yeah. made it out. You made yeah, it out so alive. If you're if you're not familiar <laughs> with that deal, you survived the Walking Dead E3. <laughs> Reed Pop uh, was planning uh, was was partnered with the SA to reinvent and reintroduce E3. And they're the people who do packs. They're the ones yeah. who do packs. So they like, do Comic Con, right? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. they do this well. Yeah. Yes. The but last the one. The ESA can't even let someone who does it well do it well. Didn't they only? Did, well, didn't they only give them a few months, right? Yeah, didn't it Reed was Pop come slap on shot. like less than six months before E3 was started. Someone, no, how not, much do we really did resign quick. from it though? But it seemed like a shit show, though. I remember it being very quick. Yeah, the things heard did not have their quick, ducks yeah. in a row early enough. But Reed Pop was definitely more than six months yeah. that they were in there. Um, I don't know who fucked it up, but somebody, somebody, yeah. did. So, someone made a mistake. So anyway, so this multi-year partnership has has been annulled, is not happening. Uh, annulled, annulled. <laughs> like a bad wedding. They did not consummate yeah. the marriage with E three twenty twenty three. God, so they annulled it. <laughs> Insanity. Uh, if there is an E three in twenty twenty four, it won't be at the L A convention center. Okay, they've been trying to slough that because we, we've heard that years. before. Yeah, yeah that, that, that uh, yeah. LACC would not have an E3 in 2024. Yeah, there was a, yeah, it was not on their thing. That's how we like found out about this stuff. 
I mean, right. That's how we found out. Also, like, this seems like it's probably canceled. Yeah. And also, like, there's always been like every for like, years now. There's just been like you know whispers about how people are just not un- are just unhappy in general with the LA Convention Center because uh, of its like aging amenities yeah. that they're just it better venues. Great. Yeah. yeah, it ain't. It was great. cool in demolition, man. It's in demolition. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, in the nineties, demolition is in like face off too. Yeah, the beginning, face off, dude. There too. Yeah, LA Convention Center front, iconic nineties movie shooting spot. Exactly. Is it in rush hour also? Yes, it is. Rush hour too. Yeah, when the bomb. Yeah. Yep. And doesn't like Professor X, don't Professor X and Magneto have a conversation like probably? There? There's yeah. a ton of movies yeah. that like have it. It's a like, cool facade as, yeah. as an airport or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was Rush Hour One. Yeah, it was the, the it was Rush Hour One. The, the museum stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, because there's that hotel, like gala yeah. event. Yeah. There's yep. a funny Chris Tucker quote from in there that the, I remember. Yes. <laughs> but I guess I won't say. Yeah. But it'll upset Bloodworth. Uh, ESA is planning a complete reinvention of the show they've for said 2025 again. Yeah, they've said that at least six times before. Has the ESA lost money these last couple of years? Are they hemorrhaging money Probably. How does ESA make know. money? Do we I know? mean, they have dues people, from every publisher. People yeah. have to pay them to rate their games, yeah. right? Well, the SMB do yeah. is part of it. I don't know if they're losing money from not doing E3 okay. because okay. if you're like, unless they're like on the hook for a lot of money for like contracts already, because obviously they have to get reimbursed by charging the members who attend the fees to right. participate, but it's not happening. And they're not paying any, like, I don't know how much of a loss that really I mean, is. That's, that's my main question, yeah. too, because it's like, why do they keep beating this horse? It's, it's, it's dead. Like, like, does the ESA, yeah, like, are they not making any money elsewhere? Because I'm like, why do you keep yeah. coming back to this what well that has yeah. run dry already? Yeah. Like, just stop. Just stop. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's yeah. been replaced already. Yeah. yeah. Like, Summer Games the has, whole industry. has replaced Immediately it. Immediately after this broke, like, Jeff posted, like, oh, yeah. Summer Every Games back next year. is back June 2024. Right. Yeah. I swear to God, he waits. He does an alert, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just the, like, yeah. The only oh thing I can think of is that, like, 2025, they have, some, they, are, they have some way of being able to hold it in a different location. And like that's some, and like that's something where like publishers have been demanding like we we'll only play ball with you if you give us a different location and maybe different date like a, or like different time of yeah, the year. It's not and a great time of year for publishers. So maybe they're like if they're taking that stuff seriously, and that's on the table. That's a big if because if they don't get like the major publishers back to this, there's like no point to there's this. There's no point to do it if they can't get at least two of the big three. Uh, like I think they need all three, but like honestly, if they can get two of the three. Nintendo, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, like whoever. I don't think Nintendo's coming back. So that's the thing. Sony's coming back. The thing to point out is like, yeah, we just had PAX West happen where Nintendo did Nintendo Live, which essentially had their E3 style booths at their event there, like the cool elaborate setups Mm -hmm. with all the cool photo ops. Unplayable game. I'm sorry, unplayable. Sorry. Previously unplayable game that's unreleased in Super Mario Brothers Wonder was yeah. playable there. Yeah. They had like to the public. They had concerts. Yeah. They, it was basically E3. Uh, light. E3. They just didn't have like have any of the like big unannounced games to sh- like have playable there. And at an they event, had a treehouse live. Right. Yeah. At an event run by Readpop. Yeah. And it's like in a like it's in this time frame. This like That's end of funny. August, yeah. like <laughs> this August to September window, it seems to be where Nintendo likes to do. They like the beginning of the year yeah. and this window. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Maybe E3 could feel like January. 
Like, because there's so many conventions. Well, CES is that month, so well, right. I wonder if that would yeah, be any of an issue. Or, or not January, but you know, like earlier in the year or way later in the year. Because like this part is, it's like Ju- June is like too early. June, July seems too early for most companies. And then everything else is in August and September. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, 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 like that seems like a good time. The earlier time is probably better because, as you said, like August, September, there's already a lot going on in those months. We already have. Yeah, and like how many games come out in March? Yeah. Like yeah, you could have demos have for the early, new FromSoft yeah. game. You could have, de- you know, in June hey. or February, it, July then, or February, January it, or February. You could market it too as like, hey, here's the year ahead. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, the here's whole what show is to come. Vibe yeah. changes instead of like, you know, games of the future. Like we're gonna see these games right. sometime. If Keely have that cornered with. I was gonna say, what if the ESA yeah. starts taking aim at the game awards? Like we're gonna, we're doing December. We're gonna like knock you off, Keely. That's what's so funny about this, and especially Nintendo doing E3 at PAX, a read pop event. Like everyone has taken the parts of E3 that worked, and they're doing them elsewhere, often better. And so it's like we don't have a really good equivalent of a Sony conference, though. right? That's yeah, one thing. That's we don't the have one the play, thing that's yeah, like the Sony, the Sony Xbox, like Sony unicorn. big, huge, like this is our presser. Like that's the only thing that's like missing. But they've shown no interest in doing that the last few years. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it's like the the corpse has been metered out. The vultures have eaten the parts they wanted. The zombies have taken limbs for themselves. Yeah, so. and like. I just don't understand <laughs> what they see to gain. Does Microsoft still have the big presence in Washington? Do they all move out of there? I forget. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they're still like. So, like, I could see, like, Seattle becoming, like, a, a good venue point Seattle for, for, for Microsoft. And, uh, Nintendo, it's Nintendo's backyard there, too. Yeah. Since they consolidate everything back to Washington State. But that's why PAX West gets Yeah, so yeah. I think I think they like that because it's, like, it's a local, relatively local event for them. So it's, like, you know, easier maybe to control, easier for the logistics. I could see, like, Microsoft, like, piggybacking on that as well. And, like, yeah. oh, we like this. We, we, we already do our, our other events. But what if we did, like, a big, like, you know, public-facing, fan-focused experience? Experience as well, and then this leaves like you know yeah. PlayStation, Sony. To, like, w- would they ever bring back PlayStation experience? And you know, would it have to be like LA based, or would they actually try and get in around that? I mean, I personally thought that like if E3 was just gonna like die, but we need another thing. Like, because I don't think SGF is ever gonna become like E3 or even like go in like the public facing direction. Yeah. But if we still need that consumer oriented event that like gets people excited and like you know it's kind of more the lightning but rod, like, a PAX is probably but like that's the best PAX, option. That's yeah. PAX here. That's Gamescom in mm-hmm. Europe, and then GDC has the the business side meetings, you know? Like, if GDC got a little more mainstream, maybe, like, that covers the, like, OG reasons for E3, like, to be more, like, you know, if that sucks up some of the marketing, like, meetings and stuff like that, like, other things are already doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, the truth of it might just be we don't need E3. I, I mean, I, I don't think it really has as strong of a reason yeah. as it used yeah. to. It is and, a redundancy. Yeah. It's a redundancy. It's just like I would personally like to see some of like that 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 spectacle still be yeah. preserved. But like as we we've been saying, it is. And it could be. Like Nintendo did Nintendo Live. Mm-hmm. And if they keep doing that every year, that is literally gonna be like the substitute for that. Who knows yeah. if they like maybe put, you know, more games into it next time. Like there were yeah. obviously a lot of release games there. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing that you 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 do get the difference between Something like a PAX versus E3 or some game, game game fest is that like games that are just announced that are you know a year or more away 
they're not going to be ready for playable public right. demos. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mario Wonder is just like three months, two, three months out. So, but. yeah, and like speaking for from the perspective of our business, like E3, the first five years of our business, four or five years, was our tent pole of the year. Like it was our time of biggest numbers, our time of biggest like new eyes industry hype industry hype and it was all condensed into a five-day like yeah you could take a week off and get all the big stuff yeah right and like that it was important for our business model kind of in that in that regard where it was like this is when we bring in new viewers this is how people hear about us that kind of stuff and it was condensed into one thing now that everything is so scattershot you know we still react to gamescom we still react to everything and we do get good numbers and, and that's great but it's spread out and so it's just such a different beast, even from like people like our our thing in our field, where it's like yeah. we're reacting. Well, and you even have yeah. to like make these decisions about like, is this worth right covering? Like, or should not? we go to Nintendo Live? Like, yeah. turns out, sure, we probably could, should have, but like we didn't know. Right. Or like, like you know, it any, like a any fan time thing a future game show pops up, right. it's like, okay, is this going to be boring or is this going to be interesting? Have we six don't amazing know. Answers. It's a yeah. dice roll. Yeah, and it's like we just don't know. Whereas like E three, everything was just like. Be there for all of it because it's going to be sick. Yeah. But that was most... The thing is, like, that was never ES, the ESA. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing the ESA was doing yeah. besides renting a building like and the overcharging mafia, people. Yeah, it really... They're the mob. They're like, just collecting, like, debt collectors. Right. It, like, they're charging protection <sighs> yeah, money from exactly. people who have actually good products. It's a straight-up racket. And, like, it just happened to be because no one thought to do it for themselves that they bushled it together in one place, but it's like, that's gone now. So yeah, it's just like, don't do it. Don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't see this working. And like, whatever uh, their new vision is, like their last new vision involved, like getting celebrities on stage. And it's like, that's not what we're here for. When you, when you said about uh, Seattle and stuff, I was just thinking like the change of venue is kind of like, I feel like their last card to play to really get devs on board. Like they, they, should be going to Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo and being like, where would you go? Where do you want it? Like, tell us your demands and we'll do it. Because it feels like they pretty much need to adhere to the guidelines, to the the demands, or no one's going to play ball. They're like, they have their back against the wall. The ESA just seems like there's a lot of ego going mm-hmm. on to me. Yeah, like It seems like, like they think that they can make demands. Yeah. They should be groveling. It, they should be groveling, I, 100%. Yeah. Like, oh, Nintendo, where do you want it to be? That's Seattle, right, cool. Exactly. Like, yeah. we, will, we will host it there. That's true. <laughs> the only thing I could see is that the three are asking for demands that are incompatible with the others. Right. That there is no Sony blanket thing Vegas. that appeases yeah. all three, and it's like they can't get them to agree on, like, like, can we get you to agree on a certain base set of points? And they're like, no, we don't want this. Like, maybe somebody's like, we do not want any kind of consumer-facing part of right. this. Like, it needs to be industry only. We want, like, to network with our industry partners. And we need, like, a if you could provide that again for us. And, like, we can, like, like we do our conferences and stuff. And that's our forward-facing message. But, like, we don't want the public showing up here. Like, that's not what we – we don't, like – we want people who understand that our demos are, like, you know, the context of them. Like, we don't want that bad publicity possibly – Whereas maybe Nintendo and Microsoft are like, I mean, it's picking names here, but Nintendo yeah, Microsoft, right. we're cool on that. Microsoft's like, we want it only to be public. Like, stop, like, we don't want anything to have to be behind closed doors. We want everything to be public and stuff. If you participate here, I don't know. It could be any key number of factors there. And 
that could be a, a wrinkle. But I do, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. And I said before, like, they should have been, like, just being like, whatever you Wrong. want, we will, tr- whatever is reasonably possible within <laughs> our means, we will try and make it happen. Yeah. But, yeah, venue can, ha- like, help. Like, I mean, local thing could be helpful, but, like, a good destination for just, like, the international community. Like, something like maybe Vegas. Like, developers would rather travel there because so. it's, like, we have infinite amount of convention space there. So, like, you could have multiple venues and, like, they have, like, a monorail system that takes you between all, like, the major points there. I mean, it's a lot of, like, casinos and, like, you know, entertainment. So, like, devs would, like, have stuff to do in the lead up and maybe afterwards one wine. Like, I don't know. Like, something yeah, like yeah. that could be a factor where it's, like, a lot of people do want to go there. So, like, they would be, like, that's, like, a big starting point. Like, get us to a place that we all want to go to. A lot of people do hate L.A. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think people are like, like, too the, pleased to come to LA. I think like, like we were yeah. saying it for a long time, where it's like Nintendo. I think was ahead of the curve when they swapped to direct style stuff because it's like, what makes more sense, right? Spending two hundred thousand dollars on a stage presentation and another two hundred thousand dollars on a big, huge booth and floor space at E three, whatever, or spending like fifteen thousand dollars on a direct and. Uh, just putting demos on the eShop that you mm-hmm. already own. And, like, that... But Nintendo was always know, committed to E3 as long as there was an E3. Like, they yeah. they never wanted to back well, out. Well, right, but, or, or Sony, like, whoever, like, yeah. doing states of play, like, whatever. The, the point is, like, they can... Like, the world now, because of the internet and because of all that stuff, is so decentralized, and people have their favorite streamer and their favorite com- content provider and stuff. And so, like... Is it better for Sony to give, or like Lies of P or whatever, like anything, any game, any company, whoever, to just give a demo to someone who will get a million views on YouTube or to put together a whole live presentation that 100,000 people will watch on Twitch, maybe if it's an E3 or 20,000 if it's a state of play, and like what's better and easier and cheaper for them? And I honestly think the decentralized version of that is better for them. It's really... I don't think they need this anymore. It's really interesting. I think they just need to let it move on. You know who I feel like needs it, though, when you say that, is Ubisoft. I feel like Ubisoft benefited from the E3 I think all the smaller companies are who benefited. Yeah. Because basically, like... The Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo are who get got people to watch, mm-hmm. and then everyone else were the lampreys on the whale. Yeah, like that got lifted up. Mm-hmm. Like how many times over the years? I can't think of examples, but there are so many. Like how many times over the years did we see a game we would have otherwise never heard of because it was couched into mm-hmm. a presentation at E3? And right. Like, but that's on the other the side that of that, sucks. though, it's like how many. Sony's press conferences were huge press conferences because they had a Resident Evil or right. a Final Fantasy or something like mm-hmm. that in them. Yeah. Right. You know, and yeah, like I think it, it works both ways. Because yeah. I was just thinking and about it, Ubisoft's like really bad, they have like bad directs. You know, they do. Oh, they yeah. do. They have bad oh, they, yeah. Ubisoft And like at forward, E3, their just live presentation the, is way better than anything they pre recorded. Yeah. And like E3, and it still wasn't that great. E, yeah, E3, they would get like kind of made fun of sometimes, but it's like their optics were still like big. Ubisoft, huge pillar. And I feel just like they're not, like obviously they've had a lot of like controversies over the years, but I feel just like their whole stock has gone down. And I wonder how much of that has to do with not having E3. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think, I, no, I think that is a big part of it because again like everybody can just focus it's like this is the time to show up mm-hmm. yeah. and then everybody wants to see what everybody's got and yeah. the more you spread it out it's like yeah Sony can have its own like the Spider-Man trailer here this Horizon trailer over there or whatever 
but I still don't know that they get quite as many eyes on it as when everybody's just going to tune in for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 bad side of that double-edged sword though is then you have like your Capcoms or your Square Enixes who are like well, we need to have a press conference. Mm-hmm. We have to have something. It's E3, and then they show nothing for an hour. Yeah. Holy but they, crap! But they didn't do that before E3 fell apart. Really. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's, I guess, that's a symptom of the new regime. Yeah. 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 I did, uh, yeah. Part of me is like the mo- the thing I personally most want again is just like a, a centralized focus, like week of announcements, like yeah. big announcements. Whether I don't care what time of year it is. I mean, and it can be attached to anything existing. If Keeley pulls off, like, I don't care who does it. It's like, I just miss that having a condensed week of announcements because I get how difficult it is to have, well, now we expect game demos to play of those. It's like, that's not always realistic. I mean, that was one of the biggest draws of E3. It's like, we're announcing a bunch of stuff. Some of the stuff is going to be playable, like, tomorrow or in two days at the show floor, and you get excited for that. That was part of the machine. But if, like, it's harder for devs to commit to any time, like, a specific time of year for, like, the demons, the game demo, and it's like easier to tag those on to different. How many different events now happen throughout the right. year? That's just like a better strategy. I would just like to have the announcements, the big announcements, consolidate a little bit again. But it also, that's you know, each company has their own different strategies, and it's like on their own, they're going to do what's best for them. So it'd be that's something I could see to be like a, a thing that could be filled is like someone like the ESA or you know Keeley probably maybe in a better situation but like maybe it is the ESA because everyone has to be a member and they have to like play by the rules like we are kind of like putting pressure on everyone like January like there won't be an in-person event to compete with anything but in January you should get like we'd really strongly encourage you doing like we're gonna have a week of events please participate do like your direct do your uh, PlayStation uh, not the state of play the uh the oh, big one, the showcase. showcase, PlayStation yeah, Showcase. They named them separate. Yeah, things. I hate this. So yeah. silly. And an Xbox, like, can you three of you do something that week and announce stuff for like the year, like, and have some big announcements, and then be like, "Yo, you, you, Ubisoft, Square Capcom, this is it. Like, this is the time to do it. Like, get everyone to like maybe do that." And it's like, even if it's not coming out to like next year, it's like that's still like the time to do it. So you like, you know, beginning what? of the year might be like the best time for that. Or, but December. you know what, the yeah. issue might be there though that I was just thinking about is like. Perhaps what is best for the devs, like when they can get stuff out or get trailers or whatever, would not be good for the business goons and the marketing people. Like, because fiscal year ends in like March for some companies. Are we calling them business goons? Business (laughs) goons. But like, they might be at cross purposes within their own entities, right? Like, how many times have we heard of companies like, Devs find out the release date of their own game oh, from a yeah. trailer, and they're just like, "What? what? We can't yeah. hit that." Goons. Yeah, the business goons just decided this game's ready, I guess, and it's <laughs> not. Like, yeah, you know, it's like I wonder if, like you were saying, I, I think there's no way to please everybody because everyone does it differently. It's the wild west now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I even take like there's this one like press conference show. I mean, this would be Keeley. Like, it, it's Keeley's thing because, like, everyone has everyone participates. It's not specific to any like publisher. Yeah. So that you don't have to come up with an entire show. I think it's just a thing. trailer. Like, yeah. Nintendo doesn't have to come up with an entire direct. So he right. has to come up with an entire right. showcase. Like, can you just give us one big announcement? Just one thing yeah. for the year. Yeah. Like, we're gonna do it December or January, big announcement week or announcement day or whatever. And like, 
just give us something, please, so that like we can have this and like an hour to two hour show that's filled with like big announcements for every major publisher. So they're all like bangers. It's like, dude, yeah. that was sick. And every year, can I like count on that? And it like becomes the fact of this is where you announce like your big project. This like can like make or break if, you. you know? And like Keely would be thrilled. Yeah, if yeah. if if SGF could could do that, like the all killer no filler just announcement yeah. hour. Ugh. That'd be yeah, because so I think sick. that's the thing that that where you know, like you you were saying this before, where like E three is in just such a weird place, because on the one hand, it's like the the reason twenty twenty three failed was because they didn't have enough time <laughs> mm-hmm. to really get it planned and put together, and so yeah. now it's almost like okay, Reed Pop doesn't want to go through this all over again. <laughs> So exactly. they're actually giving enough time to like, oh, okay, it looks like maybe 2020, they'll take the time to figure out what it should be, and then 2025 will be the show. But in that time, Keeley's got another year right. of momentum. And it's and, and the True. thing is, is, when you're talking about this announcements show thing, this is something that E3 didn't do before that Keeley is now doing, having this centralized show. Oh, yeah. And E3 was just essentially... The guys that booked the convention space, right? Exactly. So it's exactly. just it, it's just such a weird. Like if, I, and if Keeley if Keely locks in exclusives like you were saying, oh yeah, Locked from from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, yeah, game over. Yeah, game over. That man. seems to be like the yeah, thing that's over, like the man. hardest thing for him to crack on yeah. this is yeah. that they just don't. Whether it's timing or whatever reason, that's the only thing I can think of. Like ESA offers is that like because they're these these companies are all members of them, there yeah. might be something there. And they're but this logistics. is the man who got yeah. Reggie and Phil and who was it? Jim Sean Ryan? Layton. Sean Layden on the same stage at the same time for the first time ever. Like, <laughs> and this is also a thing it where it's like I we don't know what the heck went, went on behind. If anything. The, the Keeley ESA split, you know, they used to yeah, kind of be was, together. They were consulting with him too. About yeah, what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I know what happened there, but it's like that's another thing. We're, we're talking about every, your chips on the table, like all in. It's like, all right, Keeley, what does it take to like to mend this bridge? If there's anything we can do to fix the situation, Grovel. like, yeah. like we, we like we we want to make this work. And like we yeah. know, and just be admit, like we need like you more than we. Tweet makes it seem like that's not happening yet. Shots. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> sure, that's true, but like we don't know. I mean, it could just be a person there he doesn't like. Someone higher up that's like just like. But it also to me, I him. think it comes back around to what does the ESA have to offer anybody? Yeah, and it's nothing. nothing. It's yeah, nothing. That's true, but like I also, to my knowledge, I, I, I maybe he's never like attempted it. Like obviously SGF, it's a, a big thing, but like to my knowledge, Keely's never run a big like massive convention yet, like a giant convention right. center with those right. logistics, like needing to bring in an even bigger outside company to run all those operations. Like that is almost like a full time job. Oh, you know? it's insane. Like, yeah, he, he already doing a full time job running just SGF opening night live and the games awards is like adding a convention conventions do make money yeah they make good money i to my knowledge that's yeah unless you're the esa yeah i i I guess yeah that's like the thing like i still see a physical thing having some value like there's we see how many developers go to twitter to lament the death of e3 saying like well we have no longer a good networking event and everyone goes gc and they're like well that's very cost prohibitive for a lot of developers to go to overpriced so like e3 was their place to go to other than like easier to go to than GDC to do that because their whole company was already going there for and they're getting a lot more bang for their buck because it obviously had like a little bit of a wider appeal it wasn't just a developer focused you yeah, know industry yeah. event the other thing i will say is that fan uh, fan focused public facing fan oriented events like 
can be bonkers in terms of like I don't think there's ever going to be like a shelf life on them like for a physical in person event. I, I I feel like there's something huge that you can leverage, and I think people you, will show up. Yeah, like Nintendo yeah. Live. You saw yeah. uh, having going to like the Final Fantasy fan. Like Brad and I were talking about Fan Fest and like. It's insane that like they do a two day event for just like one game and like yet it's like packed the whole time. It's yeah. like they could like just do a general like Square Enix conf like like fan conference for like two three days and like it would be insane. Like if they could like t- t- like t- uh, kind of like add in their big announcements besides like the fourteen expansion, be like show a new rebirth trailer here instead. You know, like show like maybe like. Kingdom Hearts stuff there. Like, it didn't even have to be new stuff. It's just like bringing the, de- like, leverage your company. You have, like, the developers. You can give access, fans access to that. Like, I may- maybe this was something, like, the ESA was considering, but, like, it was too hard to orchestrate all these different companies. Like, let's have dev panels and stuff. It's, like, became, like, a logistical nightmare. Yeah. But there is still value in that. Like, fans want access to it. They want to, like, sit in a panel in person with, like, their icons, their idols. And, like, it makes me really curious why they stopped doing PSX. Because PSX was sick as hell. And like QuakeCon is still going. BlizzCon is still going. And those are more niche. And it's just like they must have seen some downside that they didn't want to keep doing PSX. It seems like they're so crowded. Like just having your fans walk out there and like bump into like a, a Sean Layden or Jim Ryan yeah. or like the Xbox one they do where anyone like can bump into Phil Spencer. Like getting those like the fans right. go nuts for that. Like they're like they're just like rock stars as I, I've heard it been put before. Even though like they don't sometimes feel like rock stars. But that, that's the thing. And, like, developers didn't feel that appreciation. Like, seeing fans cheering for you in person and, like, going nuts at, like, just the stuff, like, can reinvigorate a development team. So that's something I think that some companies still kind of understand because they're still doing it for some of their, their, their IPs or their series that I think can still be leveraged if you want to do, like, a physical event. And uh, I, I think it still has a lot of potential there. I mean, maybe not every. Obviously, like maybe indie companies. That's like something like not as viable do for like them. Do like the Olympics, right. dude. Yeah. Every couple yeah, that, of years. But that's, yeah, that's the thing. That's where yeah that <laughs> that side of things kind of fell apart with E3, where it became harder for people to just show up with a laptop and show you something. Right. And like grab Miyamoto and show him the game, you know, for like five seconds. It's the most favorite thing of all time: a dev showing him a game on a laptop. Yeah, you love it, blood. Yeah. Oh, I we love played. That. Blood yeah. and I played just like back alley games, dude. Right. Sitting in a hallway, it was it's, fucking sick. It's the best. Yeah, uh, we had like a few. It was like we were sitting in a hallway. Yeah, there's a few yeah. games like that. So Children of Morta. Hmm. Yeah. It's so awesome. Another thing that I think is an <laughs> issue so potentially with old E3's format is that I mean it was only like three days. They were looking to expand it to four days before it got canceled. Having to have everyone, not just us, but like the the actual developers and the publishers there for the prep time, the the days of, and then like the eight, like the having to leave, like that's a lot of time for them. Plus all the conferences and stuff ahead of time. I do like you were saying like the Olympic thing, like you know, kind of jokingly, but what if I'm, certain I'm times? Serious. Well, what if some certain times of the week were for the certain companies? Like, all right, well, we'll make this part of the week, you know, like summer and winter Olympics. Dude, two years it's uh, these people, the next two years it's these people, <laughs> but they all have things they need to sell every year. Yeah, I, I think it, like that could be something that was on the. T- Table, it's like, well, maybe like Nintendo stuff is only going to be there for like two days or whatever. Like, that would that's suck th- for us because we would have to go back and forth every time. Yeah, but like, if it's a choice of like this never exists again, or like we could have a format of it and like it has all everyone's there again, and like it's kind of like cool. But here. maybe that maybe you don't want that. I, I I don't know. But like, I the more I'm saying out loud, I guess that it's probably logistically even worse. I'm like, I mean, I figure thoughts. if there yeah. were an easy solution, they would have fixed it by now. I mean. 
part of me thinks there might be a solution. It's just it, it, it's what we've been kind of like alluding to. Like there might be something else going on behind the scenes that's the real problem. Yeah, right. I, it's, I it's think not like a logistic. It's, a, it's a, a big bruised ego. Yeah. Just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It doesn't. I think there are like they're the right people to do this. Something show. was said. Yeah. yeah. Some somebody in the ESA is a monster. I almost like think yeah like is this too radical to propose? Can like the game companies and like developers just propose to dissolve the ESA and create a new organization? Like, is that even a process? It's I mean, like people could do we, that. We have no faith in the ESA anymore, but we do need self governance because uh, <laughs> that's part of the rules. Vote of no confidence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you'd have to talk to. You know those CEOs or whatever. So what other things that the ESA are doing aside from the ESRB yeah. as to whether that's satisfactory? And I need not. that untold yeah. Netflix documentary on this I ASAP. Need I need it now. I mean, <laughs> now. Besides ESRB, ESRB, I want to know what the ESA does. I mean, they do a lot of the you know legal wrangling and lobbying and that kind of stuff. Yeah, lobbying. That's a scary lobbying. word. I forgot about all yeah. the lobbying. I mean, it's the reason they're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, disma- to represent the we just have industry to, in law and We just have to dismantle else. the government <laughs> and then play whatever we want. <laughs> no problem solved. But, like, I, I, yeah, I think it would be best if someone out, like that was not ESA could come up with a better replacement for that. That's why, yeah. well, like, that's I, why hope I Keely's think that thing what keeps Keely's growing. Doing yeah. Is, is going that direction. It's just, can it? Maintain its strengths at scale. Exactly. That, yeah, right. that's a good point. And, and, and I mean, I'll be honest, like that is a concern if it ever tries to get too big again because I don't know. I would have my doubts about handling like a public facing component again where you allow like consumers to come to that event because as in current, <laughs> its current setup, like not a chance. Like that would not work out whatsoever. Like that would probably you probably have people who just be like we're not showing up anymore because we thought it was just like media and industry going so like that's, that's that conversation then like the logistics of having more people there but as I said again I like I think that's a big component is like allowing the public in I know we personally don't want that I mean uh, or I give us or give us like access like, I early want, access dude, I'm more than merrier I say like, for our coverage thing like it's annoying when you're fighting want, like no give me the, one press day and I'm chill yeah like yeah. as long as we get like the press days and again, stuff yeah. Gamescom has all that Gamescom covered. figured it out there yeah like it's, press day at Gamescom rips yeah and then you can go to the public days if you want, and it's awesome. But it's not even oh, just yeah. press day. It's like they have a whole other They have a whole other side exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. If you can get everyone to, to agree to that. Right. If you exactly. Get, yeah, everyone agree to that and like have that format, sure, that's the that's, that's the answer. Then it just becomes the logistics of like the size, the scale, the, the, yeah. the venue. The and more like, we talk about this, the more like if they're just a bunch of weird lobbyists and like like ratings people Corporate like goons. yeah they're the last people I want throwing a party it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like if the MPAA like yeah. a bunch of sticklers yep. who won't let Matt Parker and Trey Stone whatever like have like crazy gross shit in the South Park movie you know whatever like they're a bunch of nerdy losers oh. Like I wouldn't want them to throw yeah. like a movie party convention yeah. thing like E3. I don't, like yeah. the fact that they were doing this in the first place seems weird. Now that I think about it, just let everyone just, else just, do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got your shit. Let, do uh, your shit. Yeah, do your legal bullshit and leave us to have fun times. Maybe con- conferences. Yeah. Straight up. Maybe Keeley can part. Like, it'd be funny. He partners up with Reebok. Yeah, that <laughs> it actually would be goes funny. well. It actually goes well. It very much could. Yeah, very much. Honestly, gonna need some partner yeah. at some point. I bet you that happened. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, oh if if they God. eat crow and just come back to Keeley <laughs> oh and then God. partner and do the thing again. But I think the smarter thing is everyone just boxes out the ESA and Keeley and Reebok do it. Box yeah. them out. <laughs> 
Box him out. <laughs> they had their chance. Mm-hmm. They did it for 15 years or whatever. They're done, yeah, man. I, I could see them like piggybacking on the because it's like would be less confrontational with like the the fall stuff would because you're saying earlier in the year, but like yeah. Pax East. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe there's just a better East Coast venue that's a little bit more friendly for I everyone. Think, I think Jeff likes the summer timing though, and he seems to be making it work so far on that end. So rest, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it it was there to replace E3. Yeah, like he was just just you know dancing on that grave. So hmm. yeah, like if E3 you can't like call it Summer Game Fest if it happens any other time. What <laughs> <right? so. laughs> is for Summer Game well, Fest? I do, I do think the branding. I think like they should be it should be a little bit more forward thinking and you know come February up with a Games name Fest. that's like you know an all times name. Like, I mean, he should just call yeah. it Game Fest. We'll see. Jeff Keeley's Game Fest. Jeff Keeley's Game Fest. IMAX presents Jeff Keeley's Game Fest. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, get a sponsor every time. It <laughs> has to we're change talking. names. Like I mean, a, it's IMAX. Like a stadium. His dad yeah. is like on the board. <laughs> yep. All right. We got more news to come, uh, but if you've been enjoying this show so far, please take a second to like and subscribe and ring that bell on YouTube. It helps us and it helps you stay connected. All right. Next up, we got a, kind of a different thing. Uh, we're tired because we went to Super Nintendo World yesterday. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Had a meet up there. Got to check it out. Got to go wander around with Mario and Peach and 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 put our, our little wristbands on things. <laughs> Boy, did we. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. I want to talk about everyone's experiences. We had Don. Don told us about it before, and then Don was our guide. Yeah. We would have been lost without Don. Totally. Yeah, um. I just raised up one of those 15-foot flags. You know, everyone thought we were like an international tour group. It was very cool. <laughs> just, just carving our way through the swarm. Just waving an easy allies flag. Yeah. This way. Yeah, because the way like things ended up even ended up being different than like what was in my head. Because at first it was like, okay, well, we'll go and we'll do the stuff and we'll shoot the stuff first and then we'll hang out. But it's like, no, actually, like before we even went into the park, we started um, having uh, patrons and viewers find us. And so we kind of went in together and went through the whole experience as a group. (laughs) Awesome. So every every one of these things. um, Mario Kart ride was crazy. we, We got you praising Bowser. What do you think? Dude, the Mario Kart ride, I... Okay, okay, you know me. You know I love chaotic things. Yeah. I love chaotic energy. It was chaotic. It was so chaotic. That ride. It was so chaotic. It is unhinged. It was so chaotic that Huber and I both forgot to turn. I didn't turn. <laughs> too much going on. There was too much going on. It was so nuts. You're, you're wearing AR goggles. I was goggles. rattled by you're the chaos. Around, you're shooting shells yeah. and stuff. You can't tell who's There's a friendly. friendly fire going who's on. Who's a friendly? You'll <laughs> shoot at an enemy and a friendly will pop in from the side just to take the heat. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, had the, I was in a different car that had the opposite thing. Oh. Whereas, like, I was focused on, like, figuring out how to drive. And so, like, yeah, I didn't realize that, like, oh, I'm supposed to be shooting things right now. <laughs> but, yeah, so to, like, That's look at things to shoot them. Like, uh, well, just focus on driving. That's so unbrilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got I mean, I a couple it. turns before I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I can yeah. shoot things now. Yeah. I was so paranoid about friendly fire yeah. that I wasn't shooting fast enough because I was mm-hmm. picking my shots. So right. I was like, boom. Boom. Oh, yeah. Well, you boom. Could only instead of, of instead of really boom, quick. boom, yeah, you had boom, finite. boom. Yeah. So I was like really taking my time, and 
I just when it was over, I, th- I thought I did better than I did. I was like, I need another crack at this. I need right. another shot. Should have got a run back. God, I wanted a salty run back so bad. Um, but we also like there's just like a lot like the thing that keeps coming in my head is it's like it's like a kids museum or a science museum with all the other stuff that was set up around there. Because mm-hmm. like you'd hit your hit the blocks wherever you'd find them. They'd mm-hmm. have the little Mario symbols like sort of yeah. hidden on the wall, somewhat hidden like re- yeah. the red coins. Yeah, they had the little uh, the boot from Super Mario Brothers three as a prop. I loved the, that. The props that were really out of nice. control. The props were so, they was, had uh, the mm. Bowser Super Mario World. Flying device. Oh, the clown movie. Yeah. The props raised some questions for us, though, because, like, in the Mario Kart ride, for example, and other places, the scale of everything yeah. was really big. Is it like, to scale? The Mario Kart outfits were huge. Like, is Mario, th- like, two and a half times the size of but a human? But those outfits are not the, the ones helmets that Mario were huge. Wears. They were helmets for the characters. No, no, no. In those, the waiting room. In the waiting room. The, the, I know which ones you're talking about. Those are the outfits you get for your Miis. Oh. In Mario Kart. But, like, the coins were this big. The coins were and huge. And Mario yeah. is bigger than the coins. Right. Like, the coins are bigger than my head. <laughs> so it's well, like, that alone means Mario is 12 feet tall. Do you want to get into this? Because, I do want to get into so this. So there are hidden Pikmin in there as well. And right. They're, and their they're size, like four inches They're tall. huge. But then in the video games, there's real worlds. And, like, they're smaller than, right, like... they're smaller like, than like, a battery. Smaller they're, than that. They're, like, yeah, they're, like, they're, they're... Proportionally, they are too big in Super Nintendo world for how so they are. So it's all now. out of scale. Everything so is, everything yeah. is buggable. Yes. So. Market down. So it's like no, they're no. scaled <laughs> to each other. But they're all scaled to each other. But it's like that's what's blowing my mind. Like, that's crazy. I think that it's like the giant. So they world. just sized up everything. Yeah, yeah. Because we stepped okay. in the gi- giant world. That's right. We went through the warp yeah. pipe. We did yeah, go we through the warp, warp pipe. pipe so it's a giant four. world version. Of <laughs> well, and also yeah. the pipe was very big. Yeah. So maybe that's the scale we're dealing with. The big. pipe is to a human body as everything else is to the pipe. That's good. That's good. We just get into an animated forms and then we get bigger. Yeah. That's what happens. That's how, um, that's how it works. The coins were f- big. Yeah, but yeah, the 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 line cue stuff for me was like pretty much like the highlight. Like yeah. going through, seeing all the props, seeing all the environments, hearing the music being played, uh, just being the music immersed. Was on point. Blood yeah. was yeah. saying it's oh, not yeah. new music; it's new arrangements. Yes, it is. There's, yeah, yeah there is some new arrangements and points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another one that I really appreciated, Huber, is when we were walking out the pipe. We walked out through yeah. the music playing was the Credits yes. theme from Super Mario World. Oh, yeah. I love that. You're getting a credits yeah. theme as you're leaving That's the so building. I was smart. so rattled by Mario Kart that I didn't process any yeah. of that. <laughs> it was a sensory <laughs> overload. I was like hearing it and knowing it, and blood like it stopped me. He's like, it's it's the ending credits. I'm like, oh, it is. Yeah. It I mean, I mean, I, I, like, my mind's like, yeah, that's what it is, but like, the context, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're leaving and they're playing. That's yeah. so cool. That is sick. And I like, mean, so yeah, like, because we didn't really explain the whole thing. You buy a bracelet for $40. It's a $40 bracelet. And it's not tax. really worth it, but it's also really it's worth it. It's kind of... We, yeah. Sophia and I were you talking about this where it's it. like, if you don't have it or if someone in your group doesn't that, have it, yeah, yeah. you can't engage with yeah. 80% of the content yeah. of Super Nintendo yeah. World. You can't do the... I mean, you can do the activities, but they're pointless. And you won't unlock keys yeah. to fight Bowser Jr. Yeah, at the you also end have to download an In a glorified, and, like, glitchy... Make a universal account and all this stuff. Yeah. So Um, it's all like tricks to get you to do things. But once you get it, well, like once you have it set up, it's actually cool. Because like everyone that has the same kind of bracelet as you is on a team. Yeah. And like every hour, there's like 
team winners and stuff like that. So I'm on Team Yoshi, and yeah. we're on top for a while. Oh, and that's cute. Team yeah. Daisy picks it up and is like, oh, crap. Team like, Peach started in the started <laughs> at the top, and a few hours later, we were dead last. So, and I was like, "Come on, Team all Peach. these like a hundred and thirty something stamps to collect." A lot. Yeah. So if you like grinding, but some of but some can of you put things, those stamps into your no. switch or anything like that? Well, the bracelet the, is a, the bracelet the is bracelet an amiibo. Is an yeah. amiibo. Yeah. yeah, but there's no other. Like, I think it does unlock a free costume on your switch or something when you oh, use cool. it as an amiibo. Yeah, that's it depends sweet. on the game. For Mario Kart, it works. Yeah. It works yeah. For that's Mario Kart, okay. I remember you telling me that, Don. Yeah, that's sick. Like, the cool thing with having the bracelet is it literally tracks you and your performance in the park. So, like, if you... Big Brother is watching. Like, you can knock on the blocks and you'll be like, oh, I got six coins from that. When you go on the Mario Kart ride, it gets as specific as, like, hit three hit three boos in a row. Like... It tracks you to that oh. degree. Yeah, they like do. Like that kind of stuff. It's like the sticker system from yeah. like Super Mario Yeah, and you get a sticker for doing that. It's real life achievements is what right, it is. Right, exactly. Yeah. So wait. You were didn't buy one. You're telling me that in a game, a co-op game, Mario Kart, the ride, yeah, yeah. where I am relying yes. on my team, yes. they're off messing around yes. with their own little personal achievements, hit three booze. I guarantee you... That no one looked at the app with that yeah. degree of specificity before. But it's a possibility. Ride. If they come it's back, it's a possibility. Okay. If, if, if you come if back, they're on a return right. trip, probably. Because yeah. if you if the sticker you need to get is like hit Ludwig fifteen times, they're going to be looking for Ludwig. But like, but these are all things yeah. that are achievable. They're all things you should do. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. The funny thing to me is you get three gold stamps mm-hmm. for achieving different things. So you get one gold stamp for. Uh, racing in Mario Kart, you get one gold stamp for defeating Bowser Jr., and the third gold stamp is get the other gold stamps. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really you just have to get two, and then you get a third yeah. one. I assume they're future-proofing for when they add DK Land and stuff, yeah. where it's like there are other gold DK stamps. DK Land? Donkey Kong Country <laughs> Land. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, Decay Land. <laughs> Mario faces death. <laughs> Mario in hospice, yeah. But I thought that was kind of funny, that the third one is just a freebie. Well, and then the other thing Dude, that we Cameron, saw before is, like, movie, man. It there, there are time-based stamps, Huber, so, like, this stamp you can only get by by arriving, with, right. like, in this quarter of the year. So, yeah. So, like, we're in, like, the fall quarter? Or, yeah, we, it was called fall. It was, yeah, it was, like, come after wow. September 1st. September through November right, yeah. stamp, and then there's another Which one I assume is every year. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so you can get them all, I assume, yeah. but, like, Jeez. they're not, like, year-based. But it, uh, the keys and stuff, though, carry over. So, like, when we went to Bowser Jr., we spent one key. Do I still we have still have key? two keys on our uh, on our accounts. And you huh. only need so, one key? So next, you need well, you three, need three to fight keys baby, to get into Bowser baby, Jr. Or Bowser but Jr. next time you can just come, get one key, and then go do Bowser Jr. again. Yeah, I'm I still confused. have two keys. Something was bugging out. They were giving us extra one? keys. Yeah. Uh, something weird. was going okay. on there. I, yeah, I randomly had three keys after we did two activities. So I don't know what happened there. They they get some patch notes. I got yeah. 34 out of 131 stamps, and I got 1,596 coins. Blood got like 2,000, 3,000. Yeah, I got, yeah, 2,152. Grind it out. I didn't know this. I'm annoyed, but the, the binoculars, which were out of service. They were out of service. That were needed stamp. to zoom in on Rosalina, and they get the Rosalina stamp. That's a stamp? Yes. But, like, that's I'm, that's I'm crazy. Mad. They they track cool. you enough that you you tap your bracelet on on binoculars up on the top floor of a whole secret area that you didn't have to go to, and if you zoom in on Rosalina, 
That's you cool. get a stamp. Like that's, that's awesome. That stuff is a ten out of ten. But I'm gonna say the key mini games were a zero out of ten. If I was writing a review, they were. A li- I liked they were the, a straight up zero. I liked the, the like janky stopwatch one. Are I you like, kidding? I liked the so there are different <laughs> mini games yeah. that you do to get the keys. The two that we did uh, were. The one, or we did three actually. There was one with a wall of blocks that would go gold or blue, and you had to hit them to make them all one that color. If you hit them, they change color. I really liked that one, mm-hmm. and it got harder the more people you had because it would be more crazy. Uh, it wasn't hard, but it, like whatever. And then you touch the key and you get a key. The other one was janky as hell. It was there was a shell yeah. going back and forth on a on a yeah. Like they a said t-shirt. somebody had busted it. Someone hit, hit, hit it too hard. Too hard uh, and then so it wasn't as sensitive yeah. as it was supposed to be. But so then were, you had to like hit it with both hands. It seemed to be the only way to yeah. make it work. Yeah, there were three pow blocks, and you had to time it so that you bump the shell. So you hit the one pow block, and then it causes the next two to go, and you have to time it so a shell goes up a pipe and hits another pow block, and that's how you get the key. It was janky. Uh, the other one was you had to keep a bunch of alarm clocks from going off to prevent a piranha plant from waking up. Yeah. That one was, it, yeah, it was a lot. Was, we'll have a fun. video travel log going yeah, up. Yeah. Um, Don and I were filming on our phones most of the time we were in there. And so we'll, I posted a bunch of photos. We're going to edit that together and, and so yeah. you'll see that. But um, yeah, all in all, I enjoyed it. And like, oh, yeah. As par for the course with Universal Studios Hollywood, it's. Real small. Real small. But it's one of those things, um, and some of the other areas are like this too, but it's like, it looks weird from the outside, but then once you get once in, you're in it, yeah. it envelops you so well. Yeah, that, you were yeah, down like, in the depths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, almost cool. the experience you have of being to come in there. down to it. Yeah, it was really like cool. You, that view coming down. Yeah, I wish. Sick. Yeah, but I wish, like, you didn't couldn't get, like, that preview of it. Like, you'd have to, like, yeah. walk up to the front. So your so you first can, view would be yeah. through the portal with the warp pipe. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. that's... That's how you'll probably get it in, like, the Florida one. That's the yeah. fundamental difference between... Yeah, Universal Studios Florida leans into theming a lot more than Hollywood. A little, well, a little more. But, like, that's it. The fundamental difference between Disney and Universal has always been Universal has the, like... Studio backlot kind of yeah. vibe, whereas Disney is like, these are themes, and you are in this place. <laughs> you are in Big Thunder Mountain right now. You are in <laughs> Batu, you know. And so, like, the fact that you can see the back of the flats when you're coming down the escalators of Mario Land, you're like, okay, yeah. the, the mystique is, you know, yeah. They didn't. They didn't go the the hundred percent. They went the eighty percent. No. But when you're in it, it feels like a hundred percent. Wait, is the Star Wars Land a new yeah. world? Right? What? Batu? Huh? It's Star Wars Land in Disneyland. Galaxy it's like Edge. a new. It's like a new world, right? In the Star Wars context, or yeah. in like in the Disneyland? Context, in the Star Wars, context. yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. canon place, place right? in Star Wars. Have yeah. they gone it's there in the two. shows yet, or the movies? I don't know. There's a character that, that lives happens, there that, cool. that like is part of the canon and mm. stuff. And like Savi's workshop is yeah. part of the canon. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't but, know if they want yeah. the game. No, I don't think so. But, but when you're in Super Nintendo World in Hollywood, like. Aside from like one skyscraper that you can see, yeah. it's like you're yeah. just yeah, in yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic right. World, right? <laughs> Isn't yeah, it? Like you can you, see Jurassic yeah. World, yeah. yeah. But it's it's really nice. The yeah. effect is very good. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Inside, I, I will. Yeah, I like it. That the ride was like very chaotic for a first time playthrough. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, it's it the only hard. ride. I'm, Everything else is activity. So if you don't have the bracelet, my glasses weren't working. The right side wasn't working. Oh, so I could, like, oh. see how the like, that sucks. So I just like closed my right eye. So like, cause, like bummer. It was, so much jank. It looked yeah, really so good. So I was playing with like one eye the whole time because it was like it looked weird when I had both eyes open. He still got an incredible score. But like score. even with that, yeah. What did you score? The, 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 I never asked. He got one nineteen. The whoa, psycho. The 
I wanted to be able to just like focus on like seeing all the practical environments because it's a mix of the augmented reality right. plus practical set pieces. And then it's like, I kind of want to like, can I just pick the option where like I just go through like and get to see everything like an autoplay option? Which like I don't care about the high score game mm-hmm. part of this. I just want to like enjoy this. Yeah. And it's kind yeah. of a bummer that for me there's no option for that. Mm-hmm. I understand there are a lot of rides that are popular to do like the the gamification like the the Buzz yeah, Lightyear yeah, yeah, yeah. one. That's like you know. I mean, I guess if you took the goggles off. Right. Yeah, I guess like I could have just ignored it, but like seeing the characters drive by, I think that was like part of like yeah. you know it's. The Part immer- of the story, yeah, it, it like, blends it into the reality. Not seeing that, I, I guess. In the end, like it's it's nice because it's still presenting itself as a game and capturing that essence. But I also like lament if they could have just gone all in without any gamification of it. Like I think like the Cars ride, right? Uh, like a Disney, or even if we did like, that Secret Life of Pets thing, right? Yeah. And that was just like a big like animatronic. That's like yeah. honestly, for me personally. I have video games at home. I I don't need this to be a game. I was like, I'm here for the ride immersion. This is a ride for me. I would like to just like sit back and enjoy the ride, as the saying is. And that part of it is a little disappointing to me. Like wow. I I hope the future rides have no game components to them. Wow. Like just going on them. But I I, I fear that's not going to be the case because the apps like do all this stuff, get all these stamps and stuff, and it's like. I get they're doing that because they want you to come back, but like the physical activities and exploration should satisfy that part of it, of the theme park. The rides itself should just be, I don't know. I hope future rides have less emphasis. I don't know if the, I don't pay attention to like the leaks of like the, the new DK ride or if it's going to be gamified or not, but I really hope they cut back on it because that part was a little disappointing. Hey, uh, Don, am I just bad or were you maybe stealing my kills? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a factor? Because I was next to Don. Yeah, it was me, Huber, Don, and Sophia Dawn in one car. Kills, Don, okay. you could have you could have stole some of my kills, man. I don't think I was stealing any of your kills, but <laughs> I was seeing a lot of wayward shots coming from our car. I don't know if it was the front seat, the back seat, but a lot of friendly fire was going on. I don't know where it was coming from. I just kept seeing shells. Taking out our power. Mario came in from the left <laughs> as I was shooting at Ludwig like three he times. Swoop in. He would swoop in and yeah, wh- yeah, maybe I wasn't steering. <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, I got a. I got Sophia a, got 114. I got like a 44. I got a stand for for like drift performance or something like that. Of course you did. That's so on brand. That like, is so I don't on even, brand. Like blood. I wasn't trying to drift. It was just oh like it says go left. God. I go left. I'm like okay. It's probably like a timing thing. Yeah. Did we explain the ride? You. You're four people in a car, and you have a little, you know, yoke side, whatever, infinity-shaped steering wheel. It's not a wheel. And there are buttons on the top to shoot uh, shells. And if you look down in AR, you're wearing AR goggles on a visor, which was actually really nice the way they do it is the visors are attached to the cart, and you have a visor that you're a, ha- a headband thing that's like it feels like a Quest Two without a yeah you, helmet. You, you dial it into like you dial it in on the back to uh, tighten it. And so then you put the goggles on in the ride, and they're magnetic. And what's nice is they're out from your face, so that if you're wearing glasses or whatever, they don't actually touch your face, which I really liked. I mean, this was broken, unfortunately. But yeah, so you st- apparently you steer when you see arrows. Didn't do that, but you can shoot wherever you're looking is where you're aiming. So you like you have to figure out the quirks of the aiming, but. Yeah, because there'd be times where I, like, I, I thought, I was, thought I was looking at something, but it, my shots were going below it, so yeah. I had to sort of adjust. I did that, too. I had yeah. to, You had to look above and to the right of what you were seeing. So, But, yeah, and then it goes through pretty slowly. Like, you're moving physically very slowly, but, like, it seems insane. It feels and it's, insanely fast. It's a really, really well-done mix of AR and real-life elements and stuff. And, like, 
set dressing and and elements mixed with screens in the set um, right. and the AR. So like that was something I was surprised with is like a character would you'd be going around a turn in real life and like Bowser or whatever will be in the AR driving around in the AR road in front of you, but then he would steer off the side of the AR and go onto a giant screen in the room. Um, and the effect was really cool looking. Like it looked really neat. Like it'd be interesting to, if, if even if it wasn't gamified, but like the AR ride stuff is cool. Like it works a lot better than some older rides that try to mix screens and moving stuff like that to me anyway with AR rather than just having 3D glasses and you get really motion sick. Um, but yeah, that's generally it. And then you shoot stuff and it scores you at the end. And if you if the carts win, Team Mario wins. And if the carts don't get enough. The online it says you need a cumulative hundred points. Cumulative, that's pretty But like on our cart we had like over Sophia got yeah, yeah, Sophia got hundred and fourteen points. I think maybe each passenger has to have a hundred. Uh, I don't know. Well I, ha- I only crazy. had like eighty and I thought our group had won. So I don't know. Because the other someone in the other car honestly I think we missed ours by like a coin, didn't we? Or oh, something okay. like that. Oh, okay. Because, I don't yeah. know. Or maybe there's like an average rather than a cumulative. It might be an average, who knows? But yeah, unclear. Unclear. They want you to write it again. But yeah. I will say this too. In Don defense, has in defense of the rise, I will say everyone's experience on the first time is the same thing. Chaos. After you <laughs> go on this thing three or four times, it becomes more and more enjoyable. That's not a good thing. No ride should do that where you have to go on it a few times to like even, you know, have like your, your bearings on what's happening. Yeah. But Highest learning curve of any ride I've ever it been It does on. get better and better and better. So yeah. It is yeah. true. And that's good chaotic. for a theme park ride, I think. And I mean, like Domini said, that's what they want. They want you to come back. They want you to try to grind out to get more stamps. Like, that's the whole point of it. Because really, like, in the entire land, there's one thing to do if you don't have the bracelet. Or uh, a, a a dinner reservation. Right. There's a res- yeah. there's a restaurant, but it was... We got the one hour early for 20 bucks, whatever. You can get in an hour early so you can make sure you get into Nintendo World. On the day we were there, it wouldn't have been a problem because we in- purposefully picked the lot not busy day but um the even then the restaurant was sold out for the entire day by like nine well i think i think they just had the sign out there because it was after that that they it, had it opened it up out later and yeah started taking so i think they just weren't taking reservations yeah, yet and it looked like while. they were sold out they were taking reservations when we first got there but like within 40 minutes it was full huh they said it was full maybe they do it in like, waves or yeah, something maybe. Then. um but to that effect huber you got something that is related to that cafe that Chef you had Toad. to have. Chef Toad and a really sick Bowser jacket. Yeah, but yeah. Chef Toad. It's a hoodie. He calls you hoodies check, jackets. Um, for it's some on the reason. Discord, right, uh, Gabby? Uh, the the Chef pictures Toad. of the Toad, Toad cafe. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Jess and uh, Michelle and, and Brandon uh, yeah. went to that in the afternoon, and they got pictures of uh, the food and, and, and one picture of Chef Toad. But there's like nice. a whole story that went on with that, too. Oh, cool. yeah. so, so wait, you just saw the Chef Toad toy and really liked it? Yeah. He had no context for why this That's is Chef so, Toad. Yeah. He was it's like, adorable. I gotta get Chef Toad. I, I had to get it. Yeah. For, yeah, I had to get it. I love it. Yeah. It was very cute. It is very cute. Nice. So I guess it nice. remains very cute, yeah. Any other thoughts other than watch our travel log when it comes out? Once we're done. Once that's up, watch it. Yeah. You still got alfalfa going. <laughs> <laughs> it's those headphones. Yeah. 
All right, last little tidbit. There's not a lot to say about this, uh, but it's it's been uh, making the rounds today. Switch 2 was reportedly behind closed doors at Gamescom. Hmm. Nintendo was showing it off. Eurogamer reported it first, and then uh, VGC came in and added some details. Uh, so Eurogamer said that... Uh, it was being demoed to partners, uh, including a, a demo version. This is not guaranteed, guaranteed to be released or anything, but a version of Breath of the Wild running on the new specs, on the new hardware. Uh, Must and, be nice. And then uh, VGC said they also showed off Epic's, remember the Matrix Awakens? Yes. They showed that <laughs> Unreal running five. on there. So it has DLSS. Well, that's the thing too. Is running? They were saying using DLSS and advanced ray tracing. Yeah, RTX on, dude. Switch. So, so that makes it better gonna... than a Steam Deck? No, that is RTX. Right? And, uh, I don't probably know. Be, I don't I mean, know. Nintendo's actually. at TGS, so they'll probably be showing. I imagine they'll be showing it behind closed doors. Again, behind to closed TGS doors. To yeah, this is the Japanese publishers. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. It's, and Ray reports <laughs> that it's already in the like in the hands of their own teams and like key third party developers yeah. already have access yeah, to it. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm guessing like the likes of Square Enix and Capcom. Yeah. So the people they're showing in Europe are probably like yeah, like the kind of like the next group down. Yeah. Because I think a lot of those people they would have just gotten in the hands of as soon as they could. Yeah, next year. That's wild. I mean, it depends on how early in the development cycle it is, but it's yeah, gonna be holiday next year. That's like yeah, the I earliest it. I think we I believe would it. see it. Oh, it's a hundred. Well, some 100%. people have started saying Dude, spring gives now, 100%, but it's I mean, it could be earlier. But I, 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 think I, I am it, banking more. November, later part. November is probably like the late, November twenty twenty four is probably the latest it's coming out. I was thinking that too this whole time, Damiani. But then after seeing these things this morning, people are saying there's good evidence to think it'll be earlier, like oh, yeah. the spring. It could be. W- would it be impossible, Damiani? I was blue. I ran this past Bloodworth earlier. Would it be possible that they could release it spring, much like the Switch, with a paltry lineup of paltry. one, one AAA title, Damiani, and the title is Metroid. Four. Could it do it? Much like it, much like Breath of the Wild was the one AAA on that Switch for a long time. It felt was like it? Odyssey. It wasn't that long. I, I don't mean, it was a, it like Breath of the Wild was the biggest was thing, but there was definitely yeah, a lot of games was, that came I out in that first like, year. I think six months. There if was at least look, a six month window though. Never before there'd been such arms, a paltry you had, lineup. You had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, come you had uh, Mario and Rabbids, and then like by October, by October. You had Mario Odyssey. Yeah, by October, that's six month window. I think, I think, Metroid Four is not for a while. Okay. I but don't know that Metroid Prime Four is necessarily that far off, but I, I don't you think were gonna it's going to know be, if it exists. I I don't think it's their going to be their like linchpin launch. Well, game. it doesn't. Metroid doesn't I, sell very well. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It's not the big. But also, it's not coming too soon. Yeah. But it like, is. I mean, it if could they, be a ray tracing showcase though. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's not coming very soon. It could. Yeah. The, the Mario Kart. <laughs> it's either it's, yeah, a, it's either Mario, Mario Kart. It's either Mario Kart, game, yeah. right? Mario yeah. Kart, or 3D Mario. It's Mario Kart and two. 3D Mario. Will GTA both, yeah. Six be on the Switch Two? Yes, there'll yeah. be a version of GTA Six on Switch Two. But here, they'll but be insane. If it did come out in spring, I think if they do put it out that fast, it would be because of scarcity, like like chip scarcity and stuff, that they would want to. Put it out in spring for like early adopters to spring on and fight over it on eBay, and then so they could build up more right. stock for holiday. Yeah, I, th- I think that's 
yeah, I think that's the smart way to go because yeah. everyone trying to smash that thing holiday sales. Yeah. yeah. There'll it's, be panama- blood to, in the streets. It's better to get your <laughs> your crunch twice rather yeah. than uh, people will die in the, the Best Buy. But we'll see. Switch two it begins. It, yeah. Well, well people now it like officially forever, officially yeah. begins. <laughs> it is <laughs> now official. We're getting credible reports. We sure. were in day zero. It feels like we're in day one now. It really does. Straight up, all those rumors, everything. Now it's now it's the real deal. The people that are talking this, though, the most substantial now switch yeah. to exists. Aren't like it obviously. They're not existed, giving details on what the hardware is. Yeah, they're they're avoiding that. Yeah, but right. yeah, we'll see. Fuck yeah! Also this week, nothing like a new console launch, dude. Oh my god! Uh, Starfield has already reached six million players, uh, including a high of one million <laughs> concurrent players. Uh, making it Bethesda's biggest launch of all time. Good for them. Yeah, nothing yeah. new there. Yeah. 2023? Yeah, no shocker. Uh, I'm going to roll this footage here for, for Huber. Yeah, dude. Gargoyles Remastered. Dude, Hell whoa, yeah. yeah. Bringing the 1995 dude. Genesis yep. game yep. back. I played the shit out of this, this game lighting, as a kid. The blue edge on everything. Mm-hmm. I love it. Gargoyles. Guess when this is coming out. October 19th. <laughs> October's got to cool it, dude. So, but they also Oh, it looks have, so much worse. Yeah, they it have a, a not so great looking remastered. Oh god. Yeah, I don't uh, like that as much. Art style, but you can swap back and forth. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. In real time kind of Don't like need Halo. the new look. Goliath does look pretty cool in the new he look. He kind of does. His like wings in the It uh, looks like not it's not enough. contrasty enough. Yeah. It's like washed out. Looks like a like a brow- browser game, honestly. Uh, no yeah, shade, yeah, but like yeah, it likes flash animation. Yeah, yeah Whereas the it's regular, weird. The original more, looks incredible. Yeah, like a flat cell shading kind of thing going on. Yeah, uh, uh, Gargoyles has a pulse. Gargoyles has a pulse. Is there a new show like coming or something? I heard something. Am about I crazy? That. I, I, I thought there was right. a new I show. Think right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, the digital version is fifteen dollars. Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, there are special physical editions coming from Limited Run as well. Sick. Don, you're saying you looked at those and they're like thirty-five or something for physical? Yeah, that's what it looked like. Probably some extra stuff 35. going on there. <laughs> um, anyways, speaking of October. Hello. Alone in the Dark, Woo. the first game to officially get out of Dodge. Our petition worked. Uh, specifically saying that they wanted to get out of the way of Alan Wake 2 and Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Smart move. Wise. I mean, every human will be playing one or both of those games, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's now going to release January 16th, 2024. It's a smart move, honestly. Like, I get you, you want to capitalize on the... Halloween October vibe for Alone in the Dark, but uh, it's just too crowded. You yeah. Know? And that is, it's an established IP, but it's been dormant for so long. It'll be a lot of people's first right. time yeah. experiencing anything Alone in the Dark at all. Huber, they actually kind of alluded to that too. But let me see if I can find the title of this this ridiculous email. It's a smart move. Email. Are they, and January has released a lot of good horror games over the years. Yeah. Like January's sick. Staying Dying as light, alone dead in island. the dark as possible. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. October's too crowded. Yeah. We need to be alone. Dying Light and and Dead Island 2 are proof that a horror game can thrive in January. And did they say that they're still they're going to use more of the time to work oh, on it yeah, too? Of like yeah, yeah hopefully they're not sleeping on it. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's only good. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer that they'll miss holiday, although I don't know that horror games sell well over Christmas, so probably mm-hmm. 
probably fine to do January. And January, I don't think, has the same stigma as it does for movies. No. <laughs> it's not fuck you, it's January yeah. for games. And it's like mid-January, so it's not like people aren't playing with the stuff they got over yeah, Christmas right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we lost Damiani temporarily, so maybe I'll come back to this one. Uh, next, uh, Steam is in the process of making it easier for players to identify which games support PS4 and PS5 controllers. Hey, sick. Uh, nice. Hopefully rolling that out in October. Great. That has long Great. been a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Great yeah. patch. Yeah, it just happened to us. Yeah, you were like, plug in a PS5 controller. I'm yeah. like, it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I don't have DS for Windows on <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, so I guess they're giving developers the tools now so that they can like flag them. Great. And then you'll be able to sort and search and all that kind of thing. Perfect. Which games support this controller? Yeah. Noich. Noich. Uh, Huber, roll Yo. this one, Don. Got our first look at EA Sports WRC. I love rally driving. It's pronounced EA Sports. Uh, <laughs> it, the, it, I mean, e- big red flags immediately. The first EA, second in game purchases. Oh, yeah. so the, Those things the alarm are bells going to be there no matter what. The alarm bells are ringing, but live this, action trailer. This, yeah, they bought Partially. live action shots in between gameplay yeah. because this is the first game since uh, Codemasters got the WRC yeah. uh, license. Nervous. So this is the same, basically the follow up of Dirt Rally and Dirt Rally right. 2.0. Yeah. But now they have the official license, um, and it's coming out November third for fifty dollars. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and oh, all shit. you have to do to get the three-day early access and some other goodies is pre-order. Um, and there's going to be 18 official locations. That's friendly. Uh, the ten- Pre-order for early access is so friendly instead of buying a collector's edition for right. like $30 yeah, more. dollars yeah. That is so nice. All right, shout out. Uh, the 10 current vehicles and then 68 legacy vehicles, all authentic to the sport. So how many total was it? That'll be 78. 78 cars, okay. Yeah. 10 plus 68. I didn't hear the version number. Oh, no. Yeah. But uh, both of the Dirt Rally games were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Dirt. Um, you know, like, the main series has had its ups and downs, but I think the Rally games have been very solid. Like, the morning this was shown off, like, beating down Brian, was DMing me, like, over and over. Like, <laughs> do you hear about this and this and this and this? And there's, <laughs> and there's also, they, they kind of left this out, but, like, there's going to be, uh, like, uh, VR is going to oh. be supported on the PC version. Perfect. So, yeah, some good stuff. Do you think like with with car games? Forgive me if this is a completely ignorant question, but like, does having the license help or hurt? Like, does it give them access to a whole bunch of new stuff, or does it make them beholden to following a bunch of strident, like stringent kind of rules and stuff? Uh, I mean, it's a little of both. I mean, I think with Dirt Rally, it was already going for authenticity, so right. it kind of probably helps them to be able to have real routes. That you know, cool, people yeah, compete yeah, yeah. in and all that kind That's of thing. Neat. That's yeah. neat. Um, and I'm sure, like, for this iteration, they're probably just trying to like get all that stuff nailed down. Yeah. But they've been doing such a good job with F1 over the years, yeah. and, and that series has only you know gotten bigger and better. Well, it's always been interesting to me over the years, like you guys talking about in Gran Turismo or whatever, like, oh, this is like a famous track, like this is a famous mm-hmm. race course or whatever. Check out the movie. <laughs> so awesome because it's like. One of the things is like the obviously the gamer goes and like races on the track in real life, and it's like even from my perspective, blood. It's like yeah, these tracks like you have these freaking tracks memorized. Memorized, yeah. You play them so many times. Yeah, so it's cool. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, roll this. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online got an interesting assortment of releases this week uh, from the Super NES. We got Kirby Star Stacker. Well. For the NES, we got Joy Mech Fight. Yeah. Uh, Joy Mech Fight. And uh, Downtown Niketsu March Super Awesome Field Day. Oh. I love that game. Uh, and then on the <laughs> uh, Game Boy it. Color, <laughs> we got uh, Quest for Camelot. So, yeah, the reason none of these things sound familiar uh, is those first three games were only released in Japan, Japan only. before. Yeah. So they're just now it's the best. coming out over here. Um, and Quest for Camelot is a weird one because uh, this this is based on a Warner Brothers animated movie, so it's like one of the few licensed games. Looks to come sick to as shit. Service that, that originally was only in Japan. No, no, no. This, oh, this one. Okay, this one was was the exception. Dude, but Zelda. Nintendo like co-published this with Ty- Titus back at the time. So, anyways, weird cool. stuff. Have um, you seen the Quest for Camelot movie? No. no. Oh I, my god, it's so good. Is it? Yes, it's great. Is it a cartoon? Yes. Yeah, it's Gabby like, has seen a movie none of us have yeah, seen. Yeah, this is <laughs> never this is unprecedented. This has literally never happened before. Yeah. It's it's like uh, back when you said it's Warner Brothers? Yeah. It's back when Warner Brothers was like trying to kind of copy Disney's style. Um so it's very Disney-esque. Cool. Sick. Yeah, Weird. That's great. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. On the list, and it has Gabby. great music too. It's a musical. So as Man. you saw, the the downtown Niketsu or whatever, that's kind of related to Kunio Kun, Double Dragon stuff. Uh, Got that's it. the super awesome mega fun time. Yeah, yeah. And then this this last one is the Joy Mech fight, which is like it's a fighting game with it's like, like Vector Man. They look fighting. like Vector Man or Rayman or something because they don't yeah. have arms. Um, the but super robot fighting. super whatever downtown Niketsu super awesome field day. <laughs> Looks weird because they were like holding like tires and stuff to like yeah. float in it, water. It, it, or something? I don't know what the the premise of that game oh. is. Wait, that oh, but is it that? looks like you're like doing like some kind of crazy workout routine. There's a something. game like that. Field, yeah, one of field. one of those is the origin of the River City Girls. One of those okay. they oh. debuted in a Kunio Kun like athletic game, I believe. So um, might have been could that. Be, yeah, might have been be. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like to we'll get a crawl across. <laughs> Uh, back. Now Damiani's back. Annapurna Animation will be doing an adaptation of Stray because they can. Yeah. Because they own that. <laughs> Led by Ice Age director Chris Wedge. Oh, okay. Ice Age. Yeah. Print uh, money. Print that mm, money. Yeah. We'll focus on the buddy comedy and Wait. hope punk aspects of the game. Buddy comedy. Hope punk. <laughs> buddy comedy. Hope what? punk. <laughs> It's a serious game. What is this buddy comedy? I can see the hope punk. Between hope you punk. and the robot, I guess. It's not buddy comedy. <laughs> what? If the cat talks, I'm gonna be. Oh yeah, oh, that's. If uh, the cat, if the cat talks, I'm out. I'm out. I'm right. just telling you right now, I'm out. It has to be a reimagining. Yeah, if the cat talks. I'll tell you, I'm out right now. <laughs> There's no way. Damiani, because the device know. it wears can help communicate. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Damiani loved the Secret Life of Pets ride. Yeah, ch- cheered during the, the cat alley part. Yeah, he cheered. It was meant to be like the bad Ooh. guy part. That was the that was the hero part. There are good <laughs> cats too. Yeah. I was very upset that I could not pick. I, 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 I love for all animals, but I was upset I couldn't pick to be a cat because it transforms you into a dog. Yeah, you cannot be transformed into a mm. cat. That's, I wanted to be Bowser in Mario Kart. You want to be Bowser? <laughs> I want to be a cat. It was yeah. a little upsetting. Yeah. God. Um, why did they choose Stray? Because it's wildly popular. Wildly. I mean, yeah. Wildly. <laughs> it's like one of their best-selling games. Yeah. PS um, Plus, uh, did that factor into that? The sales or anything? 
How popular it is, I mean? Potentially, I mean, yeah. Concurrent the, players. Yeah. PlayStation backing, yeah. for yeah. sure, yeah. Um, also wildly popular, Megan Fox <laughs> has been announced as a voice actor <laughs> so for Mortal Kombat 1. Hey, Megan Fox is cool. I'm into uh, it. Playing Natara. <laughs> I'm into this. Uh, vampire hailing from the desolate realm of Eternus. Sick. Uh, yeah, I asked Don about this earlier. Uh, so uh, Natara's been around here and there, but has she been absent for a while? Or I don't even remember this character. <laughs> this vampire Whatsoever. character Yeah, I don't even remember. Play, I haven't, I, Don, this seems like an Armageddon... Or like a yeah, that's her origin. Knew was in it. Three D. Of was course. Three D trilogy, and I th- yep. I think they brought her back. Uh, maybe yeah. I don't know if she's been back since the three D. Probably not actually, but I remember mm. from the three Ds one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. That Armageddon is, is. I know you love Armageddon so much, but it's so hazy for me, Don. He loves because like Deadly because Deadly Alliance and Deception. I just played forever. So then by the time Armageddon came, I was just mm. like a little fatigued and. Armageddon, you should, you really should I, go back to yeah. Uber. I would say it's literally everything about that game is excellent except the fatality system. Totally, know, totally, which is totally. big. Interesting. Got to circle back. Guy even has a character creator in it. It was Whoa. awesome. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, Don, what's your reaction to this this announcement? I'll be honest, blood. The Megan Fox thing doesn't do a huge thing for me. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's fine, but uh, it doesn't necessarily do anything good or bad i mean for me you know i'm already committed to getting this game i'm pumped about it i know it's gonna be fun i'm happy natara's there it's cool to have a vampire character in there she looks fine the rendering looked great i thought it's cool nothing wrong with having real real world people in there i guess did she uh, did they make her look like megan fox yeah pre or post plastic surgery maybe a little bit of both i don't know maybe a little bit of both yeah. Nothing gets me more hype than JCVD is Johnny Cage. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's cool. See, that, that, for instance, you know, and I did like in the past when they had, you know, some of the... But, yeah, the JCVD thing has got me pretty pumped. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, last up, uh, Day of the Devs announced they'll be doing another showcase attached to the Game Awards. Hmm. Uh, they're going to do a live stream the day before, like we've seen... Uh, well, I guess with uh, Summer Game Fest, they do it's it like after, right after. Yeah. yeah. So their live stream is going to be the day before. I guess then, that makes sense because Game Awards is at night. Yeah. And then uh, they're going to have an in-person event uh, for, for media and industry uh, the day after. So Let's go to it. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I already told them. <laughs> nice. Already on the list. We're already on the list. Not on the list yet, but I told him. Put us on the least. All right. It's time for Love and Respect. Love, love and respect. respect. Ooh, very operatic here. <laughs> uh, from Rahul Nassal. Hey, allies. In your opinion, uh, how much does the quality of a game's ending affect your overall opinion of the game significantly and your scores. For example, if you really like the first 80% of a game but you feel the rest was a total letdown, how does that impact uh, your recommendations? So they mean more than just the narrative ending, like a conclusion to a game, Sig- like the final sequence? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. significant. Uh, you want the game to be meaningful, and if the ending is not good, then like what has come before it can be diminished. Also, I feel like it's very easy for a game to be good over, you know, five, ten, whatever hours, depending on the length of it. But to continue to maintain the quality throughout the entire thing, to sometimes have, like, the best parts at the end uh, is is a lot harder. So, yeah, I, I put a lot of stock in the endings of a video game, no doubt. 
narrative and gameplay mechanics. Because like, oh, this is cool. Like this mechanic is cool to do in the beginning, and then you just like keep doing the same mechanic over and over, and it like kind of loses something. But right, for sure. Yeah. So for me, because I don't review games, like I don't, I don't finish games I don't like. So if they end poorly, that means I was liking it up until that point. So it burns me pretty hard. Um, but yeah, usually I don't hit the end of a game if I'm not liking it. But if I hit the ending and it's bad, woo. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it depends on the game. It, it's a, definitely a disappointment when it's not a good ending. I guess it's like, is it a bad ending or is it like, did it just not meet expectations? But like, it was still like an okay ending. Like, there's like degrees. It's not like it was just bad and it's like the whole game suffers for it. Or it's like, I wasn't expecting that, and, you know, and that wasn't really for me. But like, it made sense at least. So like, it's okay. So from a narrative standpoint, like. It's hard for, like, it has to be a really bad ending, and, like, I haven't really come across too many, if ever, that, like, are so god-awful. It's like, I'm penalizing your game because this ending was so bad. Um, I I think sometimes maybe, like, like if you're on the fence of, like, maybe where you might score, then it's like, oh, yeah. When I was at finish, yeah, the the only thing it can do for me usually is, like, maybe elevate the score a little bit. of like, oh, man, this ending was so darn good. And, like, especially if it's, like, this game was pretty good. And then, like, this ending was amazing. Like, I really like this ending. This is, you know, this worked. Um, Death Stranding comes to mind, where it's, like, the game is very meditative and slow, but then the ending, you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, the sequences. Like, I do expect some of, like, the most, like, jaw-dropping parts to be in that part. So, from a game plane design, like, even, like environmental design. Like, you have to be doing anything, like, crazy yeah. new yet, but, like, the visual spectacle should be there. Or at least, like, like very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah. this This looks like what I was expecting. There's like, some new enemy types in there near the end. Like, so many mm. games, it's just like you're fighting the same freaking things for so freaking long. So you don't get any other like build up and like so many games just like pull right into the station at the end. They, like kind Instead of the old of, like, school like boss gauntlet thing is like okay right. fight them Reusing, all and yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah it's like give me some. Well, and I think that up. that that is evidence of something else I was going to talk about where it's like you can tell they ran out of money. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean Xeno yeah. Saga or Xeno Gears I mean is like the, the the joke version of this where like they ran out of money so hard the last disc is just a cutscene but like. You could tell in a lot of games where it's just like, okay, you ran out of time or money or both, and so you kind of just had to put this like, together. Uh, like 16? MGS5. Like, f- MGS 16, just like running out of enemy types fairly early, like pretty early on. Like Tomes has the bestiarity, and like halfway through the game, it was like bestiary. mostly, <laughs> what's the word for that? Bestiary. Bestiary. Most, uh, most of that was filled up. Yeah, but and then it was just like okay, this yeah, now this enemy instead of red is blue. Harder versions of kind of, of dude. I mean, even Dark kind Souls, of. I mean, Dark Souls ran out of time and money. Like yeah. Lost Isolith yeah. sucks, and like the enemies start repeating. Whatever. Yeah, Got to yeah perfect I, game. like that Still. part. So I don't really get too turned off unless it's like ver- like er- early enough in the game. It's like I'm fighting like the same enemies, and there's like zero variety, um, and they don't even increase in challenge. 
to me, you know, you see like everything like pretty early on. To me, that was like that's like Breath of the Wild. You see like the different color gradients of every enemy. It's like pretty, you know, you could see it within few hours. It's like that's it. You're not getting anything harder than that. It's like ah, oh, okay, like mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much it. They kind of addressed that in sequels. When you get in that, yeah. but I'm more like you mentioned boss gauntlets. I hate boss gauntlets at the end. It's like to me, it's like one of the laziest things. Yeah, and I hate. Oh yeah, I hate like super epic long dungeons. They're just like no like hour long dungeon of like lots of fights. I'm like, no, I don't want this. Like you're just dragging this out. JRPGs are notorious for having these things, like these giant hour long final stretches of dungeons with like tons of like corridors, just corridors and the random yeah, encounter ones where it's like like Final Fantasy 3 I haven't played it and I've like been like convinced that it has like the worst final dungeon in any any game because it's like a marathon with like no save points and it's like <laughs> horrible but like star, uh, not sorry uh, Tales of Games have this issue as well Starshin Games have this as well mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was about to correct myself but I was like no they do as well and it's just not fun it's not like enjoyable. I'd rather just like have. I prefer spectacle and you know like something like exuberant because like this is the final boss. Like let's get crazy, man. Like I don't care how insanely ridiculous this looks. Just do it. Let, let's go places. And yeah. like, I mean, wow we were me. raised to expect that at the end of every game, you either become or kill God. Very much. And so if you don't, it's a letdown. Or shock value is in like. The finale is like it doesn't have to be like a spectacle, but it's like someone dies or yeah, you die or like something like something like that. It's like holy crap! Yeah, you it either the, has to be gameplay or narrative. Yeah, like stakes. It's the, yeah. literally the stake. There has to be yep. stakes in the ending, man. Where yep. it's like visual stakes. Exactly, like exactly. I haven't seen anything like this the whole game. Wow, you wow yeah. me or. Narrative stakes like this went down. Oh crap! Like if I'm not emotionally invested by the end of a game, like something is wrong. You know what's weird though? (laughs) Kind of a counter to this. Um, A game. I was just thinking about Silent Hill two and the different endings, like because there are six, if memory serves, which I do almost every day. (laughs) But um, it's funny because some endings in some games like that, where you have a bunch of endings, suck. Yeah. Like you got the bad ending, but in a weird way. Getting the bad ending is awesome yeah. because then you're like, well, shit, I gotta get the good ending. Yeah, and then it like gives you this this kind of like kick in the seat to like totally. try to do this other stuff and see these other things. And like, like in the expanse, a lot of times, oh my god, oh my god, I can't think about it. Yeah, sometimes it's nice when you don't have to replay the whole thing to get the different endings, yeah. but like, or save scum it, whatever. But yeah, that kind of stuff is sick. Totally. Let's play a game! From Ian Alexander. Uh, Lost in Translation number five. Oh, I love these. Yeah, so you get to uh, try to guess the correct titles of these games translated from Chinese to English uh, with the infamously inaccurate Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> the first to say the full English title gets the point. Uh, they are all games that have recently been discussed on Taiwan's top gaming news site, Bahamut. Uh, star, Brad is undefeated in this game, so now you'll have a chance. Now we have a chance. <laughs> all right. Uh, first one, Lana Star. What star? Planet of Lana. Yep. Oh, Planet of Lana. Oh, Lana. Great, great start. Yeah. Let me get points here. Uh, I love Bloodworth's little hums when he's doing things. I've been playing with this piece of paper. It is shredded. All right, second. Um, 
Ghost Detective. Ghost uh, Trick? Tr- got it. Nice. Tyler got it. Nice. Right on there. Right there. Right there. My brain doesn't work that fast. Uh, we're tired. We're all tired. No. <laughs> uh, I love this. Dragon Among Men 7 Side Story Unknown Heroes. This is like a dragon. Like a dragon. Like a, no, it's uh, just uh, like a dragon. Gaiden. Like, what is it called? Keep going. Like a dragon. The man who erased his name. The man who erased his name. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't remember that. <sighs> it took too long. <laughs> uh, ooh, this is hard. Okay. Eternal War. Eternal Darkness. Sanity's Requiem. Recently discussed in Taiwan's top gaming news Eternal site, Bahamut. Eternal War? Guild Wars. Armored Core. Uh... Mortals of Avium? You got it. Holy shit! (laughs) Eternal! (laughs) Yeah, great work, Dami Honey. 10 out of 10. That's great. Viewing window. Viewfinder. Yep. Damn. (laughs) Viewing window. Viewing window's good. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, Fringe. You remember Fringe? Yes. The window that he made? And they're finished. You ready? What? I know. We're ready? ready. We're thinking about Fringe now. Okay. Iron Fist 8. Oh, uh, Tekken? Tekken 8. Tekken 8? Damn it. I, I didn't I say 8. I said Tekken. I think that's close enough, okay. though. 8's easy enough. Iron Fist. Crouching Dragon, Heaven Has Fallen. Wolong? Wolong? Wolong. Wolong. Fallen Dynasty. Fallen Dynasty, yeah. yeah. The, I'm not sure which one you actually got that. We both said it Give us two of us both. Or neither of us. We'll put some point five. Between the two of us, we got there. Uh, Spradoon 3. Spradoon 3. Spradoon. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sweet. Spradoon 3. Spradoon. <laughs> kind of like that. I kind of like that, too. Uh... The Goddess of Harmony, the Final Fall Fantasy of thirteen. No, it's the only goddess. The Goddess what of Harmony. The what? Goddess of Harmony. What? The Goddess of Harmony, the Fall of Dreams. Stray Gods, or that Harmony game you liked? You're close. You, harmony you, you of th- Dissonance. You got to know the name of it. Harmony. The Stray Gods, a musical or whatever. It was it's a different game? Okay, Harmony. I don't know the game. The rest of the game name. <laughs> Oh, it's the Donut one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Harmony, Harmony of... Harmony of Reverie. 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 Yeah, you, you got close to that. I get that Har- point. <laughs> Harmony of the Fall of Reverie, yes. Damn it. <laughs> Give it to Isla. Okay, thanks, You're bud. circling it for That's a while. Very Did nice. developer publish that one, bud? Huh? Did Don't Know Developer publish that one? Yes. Both, I guess. Both. Sweet. Wow. A Don't Know game I haven't played. What the fuck? Yeah, who oh, are you? Oh, it's 2023. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Haunted House. Resident Evil. No. Haunted House? Alone in the Dark? Yes. Yeah. Oh, because it's not it doesn't have to be out yet. Cause I thought Alone in the Dark when I was like, oh, it's not out. Wrestling Adventure. Wrestle Quest. Wrestle Quest. Yep. Yeah. Good job, Huber. You got me on the wrestling one. I just would have uh, yeah, thrown I in the towel. <laughs> I would have had to kill Mercy kill you. Yeah. Wandering God. Stray Gods. Stray. There you go. There it is. Straight a off. musical. Isn't a musical something in the... Whatever. A role-playing musical, a role but they playing didn't music. include a subtitle. Okay, okay. 
the four untouchables from the south. It's snowing. <laughs> Pikmin four. Just kidding. <laughs> the four untouchables from the south. It's snowing. What? What? <laughs> what? What's a game with a group of four people? Yeah. Uh, 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 no, that's not right. Ice. Say it. You might be right. Say no. it. Probably right. No, we didn't have a two in it, so it's not right. There's no two in There's this. There's no two. There's four. The four untouchable from the yeah, south. A four it's in it. snowing. Yeah. Oh. So four player. I was thinking of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. No. No. Damn. Four player game. I think recently would be in headlines. Starfield. No. Baldur's Gate three. No. You can play Good. four player. Guess. Try and five? You can no. play four player on that. Check out our full play. Kind of getting closer. Uh, try and five is closer. Blasphemous two. <laughs> Say it again. The four untouchables from the south. It's snowing. <laughs> I love it. Whatever it is. Um, I'm going to give up on this one. The four untouchables from the south. You got me. It's snowing. Damiani, one last try. Yeah, I can't. No, I was gonna say Remnant Two. That's okay. Yeah. South Park Snow Day. Oh, Wait, so, is that a newer game? It's it not announced. out yet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know a South Park game was announced. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I missed that. Oh. I would never have thought of that. What the heck is it? In the were you on this panel? Maybe you're out that week. Is it he a, was out that time. I was truth? on the desk for that. No, Ta- it's, it's no, it's like a. Sh- it's a. Action, it's like, like Di- Diablo. Diablo. It's a multiplayer it's an ARPG. A South Park ARPG. Yeah. That sounds fun. Deadline by Dawn. Dead by Daylight. Isla. Dead by Daylight. Mech Combat 6. Ace Combat 6. Fires of Rubicon. Fires of Rubicon. Fuck! (laughs) You said Ace Combat? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I said Ace Combat. (laughs) 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 You screwed me up. You said Ace Combat also, didn't you? (laughs) We both said Ace Combat. (laughs) Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. It was Mech Combat 6, Realm Skyfire. I don't know if either one of you got that. I said Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. I did say it. He said. You said Ace Combat And six. then I said Armor Core 6, Fires Rubicon. Okay. Check the tip. <laughs> I did say it. We were both screwed. Well, if, if we give it to Huber, then you both died. Nice. The perfect school, The perfect victory. And we got yeah. 6? 6.5? Perfect. 6.5. And almost swimming. Yeah. Could have been swimming together. Could have been swimming together. <laughs> From Jonathan Salmon. We've never gone swimming together. I... I don't like swimming. Yeah, I kind of don't like swimming in like water, like sand. It gets everywhere. It's coarse. It's coarse. Yeah, (laughs) I like the woods. I'm a a woodland person. I want to go. Let's go camp. Yeah, I like the woods and stuff. Okay, and And by camping, I mean then you can go swimming. By camping, I mean let's get an Airbnb and (laughs) and a hot tub. Luxurious camping. From Jonathan Salmon, Uh, Yo Allies, longtime listener, first love and respect submission. Hi. This past year, I've gone deep into the backlogs to play through two Telltale Games classics, Wolf Among Us and the entirety of The Walking Dead. Nice. Great. Both are fantastic. Oh, yeah. I personally feel like so many popular IP could be adapted into this format. Mm-hmm. Now, with <laughs> the Expanse <laughs> still currently releasing episodes, it's what so are good. some other IP that you think would work well adapted into the Telltale Format. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Ooh, wow. Yes. That is so left field, but you're so right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just a fucking lightning bolt into my brain right there. That's Holy how my brain works. Shit. <laughs> Give me it now. That's really good. <laughs> yes. I want that to happen now. Same. 
Same. They could not get the rights <laughs> to all the things. That was lightning in a bottle, that movie. Oh, that would be freaking great. Uh, what else is like a good... Succession. Uh. <laughs> That'd be cool. Good consequences okay, and stuff. Be... So-and-so remembers that. Yeah. Oh. Shiv will remember yeah, that. Yeah, that actually, that, mm-hmm. that made me think Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like everything is constantly going wrong despite yeah. you making the right choices. Yeah. Arrested development. Everything that you make is the right <laughs> choice turns out to be the wrong choice. Yeah. <laughs> Super good. Man. They haven't done comedy ones, really. Arrested Development would be mm. good. I mean, they have, Tales, but it's been a while. Like, Tales Strong Bad was one of the early like, ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did a Strong Bad one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, I have no knowledge of that. That was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, back in the Wii days. Yeah. Shit. I got into them in their newer era, Back to the Future Onward. Yeah. I thought Back to the Future was the first one. Yeah, so but it shows what I know. That was kind of part earlier. Yeah, like Walking Dead is really when they broke out. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they became a thing. Did you have one? Don, no, did I've, you have one? Yeah, I've never really been like, I want this to be a Telltale game. Yeah. Stranger Things, maybe that could be kind of cool. Stranger Things would be really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm like thinking, like stuff that's already episodic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stranger Things would I be cool. I was trying to, yeah, like, something that has like maybe like a focus on romance too would be kind of nice. Totally. Like something like that has some kind of a mythical thing too, but like has romance, more romance. I don't know. Nice. All right, it's time for bets. This week's bet, Gunbrella, uh, recently announced to be out next week. Uh, in the launch trailer, uh, or the most recent trailer, how many times will we see the Gunbrella open? Uh, a shot, uh, when it's already open, doesn't count. You have to see it go from closed state to open state. Isla, your reconstructed bet is... 12! 12. Huber. Seven. Seven. Damiani. Three. Whoa. Three. Don. You open that umbrella a lot. Under I went 22. Nice. 22. And I went with 14. Shit. Shit. <laughs> you boxed me in, blood. Last week's bet. Uh, Faye Farm is out uh, tomorrow, Friday, <laughs> September 8th. Uh, reviews came out on Wednesday. I went through the top 10 English reviews on Open Critic, uh, looking to see how many times Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, and Stardew Valley would come up. Great bet. And everyone bet on which one would be the highest mm. and how many times it would appear. Brad bet Stardew Valley with four. Huber bet Stardew Valley with three. Damiani bet that there would be a two-way tie between the top two. Don bet Stardew Valley with six, and I bet Animal Crossing with six. Did Damiani say a number? Nope, he just said it'd be a two-way tie between the top two. So did he make a bet? (laughs) It was far enough of a limb in a a situation. Okay, I I guess if he nails that, sure. Uh, So, uh, Games Radar, Harvest Moon, zero. Uh, Animal Crossing, I almost said Armored Core. Armored Co- Ace Combat. It's pronounced Ace Combat, yeah. <laughs> Harvest Moon Zero. Animal Crossing One. Stardew Valley Two. Kotaku. Harvest Moon Two. Animal Crossing One. Stardew Valley Two. Attack of the Fanboy. Harvest Moon Zero. Animal Crossing One. Stardew Valley Zero. God is a Geek didn't say any of them. 
Uh, Gaming Trend, Harvest Moon 0, Animal Crossing 1, Stardew Valley 0. Cog Connected, Harvest Moon 1, Animal Crossing 1, Stardew Valley 1. Twinfinite, didn't pull any of them. Nintendo Life, Harvest Moon 0, Animal Crossing 0, Stardew Valley 1. RPG Fan, Harvest Moon 1, Animal Crossing 0, Stardew Valley 3. RPG Sight, Harvest Moon 1, Animal Crossing 0, Stardew Valley 0. Bringing the totals to Harvest Moon 5, Animal Crossing 5, Stardew Valley 9. Okay. (laughs) Almost had it, Damiani. Jeez. Bringing the win to Dawn and the scores to Uh. Garrulous Ducks 24. And Sleepy Grizzlies, 16. (sighs) 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 Let me tell you about Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Patreon is how we are funded, how we exist. Everything uh, that we do happens uh, because people just like yourself who watch uh, this show and everything else that we do uh, decide to go over there and pitch in and fund all of our content. Uh, and there are all kinds of uh, fun rewards over there. At $5 a month, uh, you get this podcast two days early. You get it ad-free. You get two bonus love and respect questions. Uh, and you get some other shows. Uh, some things like uh, Reaction Shots are over there now. Uh, so go over there and check that out. Uh, you also get access to uh, Fast and Loose. Uh, you'll get access to our Discord, where you can check out, uh, you know, st- the uh, the behind the scenes of the that meetup that happens. Get some of those photos from other people that are in there, uh, and in general, like people are posting food photos and stuff, as well as uh, you know, uh, pitches on these these news stories. I am always in there looking to see what are they talking about, what are, what's hitting there, uh, and uh, you get to vote on those monthly top tens as well. Uh, at the $10 level, you can join our contributor tier to submit to things like our Q&A and stream team and the showcase. Uh, and then $25 and up is for uh, different tiers of producers uh, to uh, get a little bit of credit on this podcast every month. And our platinum producers uh, get a shout-out every week, uh, as well as shout-outs on Frame Trap and Reaction Shots. And this month's shout-outs go to Jabawabs, El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Garrett Holfish. Shout, Shout out. out. Don, you won that bet, but you did get Isla's rewards last week. Huh? So it's up to you. Do you return the favor or take your rewards for yourself? Wait, what did I win Bloodworth, last I'm so happy. What a beautiful suggestion. Nothing would make... As happy as I am that I won because this is the first time this season I actually had no idea. I didn't understand the bet or the results. <laughs> <laughs> it was all one big blur, blood explaining it, but I would, there's nothing... I would like more than return the favor, Isla. <laughs> I didn't even know I won last week. What did I win? What was the bet last week? I, I I'll know. look it up. I'll show you. <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, you get to promote any Easy Allies videos you like to promote. You get the final word uh, on anything you disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. I remember the bet. Oh, you remember the bet? It was the Capybara thing. Oh, the yeah. Trailer. Oh, you bet yeah, because they didn't have a, yeah. a new trailer because they delayed. Woo! A week uh, after announcing their release funny. date. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, all right. The video I would like to recommend is that we've got season five of Achieve It Yourself happening right now, baby. Heck yeah. Episode one just went up. This uh, season is 
public, and if you want the extendeds, they're on patreon.com. Um, moving forward, season six will be Patreon exclusive. So get in, see if you like the show. And it may not be a in a seasonal format. It may be it Actually, yeah. yeah, it will be monthly uh, after this. So that's cool. You'll get more. Uh, it's actually a better value. <laughs> but be in that Patreon.com. Yeah. And we got some cool uh, logos from, from Gabby in there, too. Some, yes, we some did. Some people were hyping those the up The team I names. Them. I love the team names. Um, yeah, so Achieve Yourself, we really like it. It's one of the most fun shows to produce. Um, and, yeah, so check that out. Final word is uh, we should talk to ESA a lot, um, and rightly so. But just to, to put a positive spin on it, too, like, the feeling of being at E3 is something something special. Like it's it's something I miss. I was really looking forward to going back this year before they canceled it. Um, other cons feel really cool, and Gamescom was super awesome when we went there and stuff. But there was that special weird E3 vibe, the heat, the exhaustion. You know, it was just a special time, and I really miss it. So, if they do find some way, or if somebody finds some way to bring that back some proximity facsimile of that I would be very happy about it um good night and good game that is so left field but you're so right